we'd always go outside and watch everyone fight each other. But I saw a guy knocked unconscious in a fight, laying like on his back, completely like out hands cold, up, sort of. Yes, yeah. fucked up. And a, the kid that was fighting him grabbed him by the shirt and like pulled him up and just fucking blasted him in the face while he was unconscious. Please come to Boston for the springtime. I'm staying here with some friends and they've got lots of room. And you can sell your paintings on the sidewalk. Buy a cafe where I hope to be working soon. Please come to Boston, she said no. Would you come home to me? Question. Can you eat fine salamis and cheeses without being high? I propose that you can, although it's counterintuitive. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Ari Shafir's Skeptic Tank. My name is Ari Shafir. I'm the host of this podcast. Um, the reason I say all that is because Nick Yusuf, who stayed in my apartment, still remains one of, if not the... Best apartment guest I've ever had. Him, Nick Cody, and maybe Theo Vaughn. Even though Theo Vaughn did all the coke in New York while he was here, lost my keys and had to change my locks. Nah, you know what? We're going to have to take Theo Vaughn out of that, actually. I was going to say he did leave me one of those uh, soda streams, which was pretty nice. It was pretty nice. I came home to a soda stream, which was fucking great. Not only because it makes great sodas, but also because they support the continued victimization of the Palestinian people. So I support both bubbly water and victimization of children. So I was really happy with that. But then again, I had I did have to go get my keys from somebody at the stand. So I'll take him out and I'll put Nick Yusuf and Nick Cody, the two Nicks, as the top two. Uh, last time, Nick Yusuf, I had one complaint, said, you used all my fucking toilet paper. And what do I get in the mail? A box of fucking toilet paper a bo- that I'm still using. The good kind, Cottonelle. None of this Scott's tissue garbage that everyone in New York uses. You guys, I get everything's expensive in New York. So why is the one thing you skimp on toilet paper? That Scott shit, it's like see-through, basically. I mean, have some respect for your fucking asshole. And this is from a guy who bleeds... Uh, three days a week, maybe four, and at least once a week to where it drips on the floor after I get up, where I have to wipe up blood spots from the floor. That's a guy who's saying that is the same guy who's telling you, don't get Scott's tissue, fucking have some respect for your goddamn bumhole. Anyway, sent me a fucking box of Cottonelle. The, you know the first thing I knew when I was traveling, when I got back? Um... I mean, I was overwhelmed by like, it was weird. I was like sort of scared coming back from being gone for almost four months. I I landed in like D.C. I was going to surprise my parents in Maryland. And uh, and um, it was just like, yeah, I was like frightened. But like, I don't know why. Just to say hi to everybody. And, I was, and it meant I'd be fully back. I, I don't know. It filled me with anxiety. I got out of the D.C. metro station, the one nearby my parents. I just, before getting a cab over there, I just kind of like walked around for like 45 minutes. I did go to CVS and get some uh, Rogaine. 
<laughs> I was out. I was out. I used it all. They don't really sell it very much out there. Um, there's not much Cambodian Rogaine market. Plus, they're too short out there in Southeast Asia, so they're below the ozone level, so they don't really bolt. Ladies and gentlemen, Ari Shaf- No, wait, we already did that. Uh, so Nick Youssef this time. Wait, what was I going to say about DC? I don't know. Um, so Nick Youssef uh, got stayed here. Oh, oh, I know. So when I got home and I said hi to everybody, it was great. I took my first shit. My first shit in an American institution or place. Uh, my parents' home, my home, um, in four really four months, just about four months. And the one thing I noticed was that the toilet paper in America is like a cloud. It is the softest, most amazing thing you can ever do to your asshole. And these New Yorkers are fucking it up with this goddamn Scott's tissue. It's garbage. You all know it's garbage. Just because it's available at the bodega doesn't mean you can't reach a little higher and get Charmin or Cottonelle. <sighs> Calm yourself, Ari. Calm down. Uh, so Nick Youssef, uh, this time, left everything clean, absolutely, but also left some uh, upscale sausages and weirdo cheeses like a uh, St. Nectaire pasteurized cow milk. Regular $24.99, now $15.99. That's a manager special. $15.99 for a little thing of cheese, Nick? Are you fucking... Do you have way more money than I do? Anyway, so I just tried it, and it's delicious. You guys, on today's episode, um, Nick Cody and his wife, uh, Lucia, left me a bottle of Glenfiddich, so also very nice. Uh, but the problem with these cheeses and salami is you open up the fucking uh, refrigerator and it smells, I mean, it smells like asparagus took a shit. Okay, so today's episode, this is big. Joe List, today, uh, right now actually, at this very minute, has a special out on Netflix. It's part of the stand-ups, part of the 30-minute specials. He's the first one in the queue. You load up the stand-ups, season two. And Mr. Joe Liss, who's been on this podcast at least two times, possibly three. When was he on? He did the Herpes one, which is a great podcast. I still have an acorn from the time we did it in Central Park. An acorn fell right next to us, and I still have that somewhere. Good memento. Uh, then he did another one. I don't know when. He did another one, right? Hmm. Maybe not. No, he must have. Uh, anyway, but now he's back. We went to Boston. Uh, I did the Wilbur Theater. It was a big show for me. There's big shows peep comics have. It's not necessarily about the money. Uh, it's more about like importance. And Boston was always a big comedy city. It was always a big, important comedy city. I mean, not always, but you know, since before I started. And they all talked about these comics who were great that nobody ever heard of because they never went on stuff. I call bullshit on that, by the way. If you never made it out of Boston, no, you weren't great. You just killed in Boston with local material. Guess what? Have some fucking balls and go try your shit against the best comics in the world in L.A. and New York and London. Don't be fucking – no. I don't accept that you were that you were one of the best ever or you could have been great. You could have been, but you weren't, so that means you couldn't have been. Sorry. 
all these old comics that everyone talks about are fucking garbage. Jerry Seinfeld fucking sucks, and everybody knows it. And he hasn't put out anything good in a long time. And his last special was just him fucking rehashing old material. And the special before that, saying again for the last time, or wherever it was, was him again just doing a best of. That's a guy who people say is one of the best comics of all time. And he's put out fucking two rerun specials in the last 15 years. And that's it. The old guard is dead. And the new guard is here. And the new guard is, is, it's great, you guys. There's great comics. And Joe List is one of them. He's one of the best comics in the country. So I went to Boston, and it was a big show for me. It was an important show to do this Wilbur Theater. It was a place that I used to open for Rogan. And I wanted it to be great. So I got Joe List, a fucking national touring headliner, to come with me. Before that, he had been opening up for Louis C.K. And luckily for me, um, his schedule freed up a bit. For whatever reason. <laughs> so I was able to get him. And we went to Boston where he grew up. And on the ride back, I think, I think from Boston to Providence, um, we did a podcast. We talked about Boston. We drove up there together. It was a great drive. It was a fun, fun trip. It really was a fun trip. We saw his family at the casino in, uh, in Connecticut. Um, they gave me a bottle of his fucking brother gave me a bottle of Balvenie, Doublewood. God damn, those guys drink. So we talked about Boston. Obviously, we talked about drinking culture. You guys, maybe I didn't stress this enough. Joe List right now is on Netflix. You know the same place where you can see my special, Double Negative, the two-part special, Double Negative, that you should press play and then turn your TV off and go to sleep? Um, his, the stand-ups, his 30-minute special, he deserves way more than that. He, they're lucky to get him. I mean, he was ready for this. Some people, they're like, yeah, I'll put, I'll put a set together. You know, give me some time. There's a few comics that were just ready. Nate Bargatze, the first year, they're like, yeah, I mean, you can come to me today. You can come to me in six months. You can come to me six months ago. I have a fucking killer hour ready to go. And, and, and Joe List has a killer hour that he was headlining with on the road, and he's a fucking great comic. I mean, he's one of the best in New York. Of all the newer guys that you haven't really heard of, he's one of the best. So it's amazing. So anyway, so we talked about Boston. All of it. The drinking culture, the sports culture, the fucking disgusting, ugly women. He refused to agree with me on that. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's a couple hot ones, but guys, give me a break. That city is like, I mean, the ugliness of a Boston chick. If you match that with the ugliness of a Jewish chick and then just fucking make them mate, mate, it'll be a see-through. It'll be a ghost, a ghost of ugly. I know you don't believe me because you're thinking of one or two people. Or maybe your prospects are so low that you think ugly is actually hot. Well, you're wrong. I lived in L.A. I live in New York. They're better than Boston chicks. I'm sorry. Um, we talked about Harvard. We talked about all sorts of Boston stuff. It was a good fucking classic episode with a hilarious guy. And he farted the whole goddamn way. Really quite annoying. Um, guys, did I tell you Joe List's special, uh, the stand-ups? His 30-minute special is on Netflix right now. If you go there right now, please tell your friends about it. Tell your friends how great Joe is. And if you watch a special, fucking hit him up. Tell him your favorite joke. This is my favorite joke, Joe. At Joe List on Twitter. At Joe List, man, I don't know, maybe comedy on Instagram. Could it be that? Why doesn't everybody just use the same fucking thing? Yeah, Joe List comedy. What are you doing, bro? Two new posts. Oh, the stand-up preview. And something about the Pogues. Um, oh, I got to get some fucking Boston songs in this. Anyway, we talked the whole time. He farted the whole time. 
Uh, I'm calling this episode um, Boston Tea Farty. I was thinking of calling it Boston Schlong, you know, from Boston Strong. Um, but then somebody who did a Photoshop did a Photoshop of the Boston Tea Party, and I was like, oh, yeah, he farted the whole time. And I just quickly changed it to Boston Tea Farty. Um, it's fun. You guys should join us. I have some dates coming up. Um, upstate New York for just two shows, April 4th in Albany, April 5th in Syracuse, both shows with Adrian Apolucci opening for me, hilarious comic, um, who does not have a half hour special on Netflix. <laughs> she should have done a 15 minute. I don't know why they wouldn't take her. She's fucking overqualified for that. Um, and then I'm going to Australia, Perth, April 13th and 14th, Melbourne, April 17th through 21st, 17th to 21st or 20th, 21st at the Comics Lounge. Uh, tickets are at rashafir.com. I also have just announced my storytelling shows that are there in Melbourne, uh, April 20th and 21st, Friday and Saturday. Uh, guys, I got to assume. I don't know the topics yet. I definitely don't know who I'm booking yet. I'm probably not going to tell you who I'm booking. It's going to be great like it always is. The last show we had uh, Ronnie Chang. Uh, Tanya Pascatelli, um, Ali Sadiq, and this guy Chris Griffin from Vancouver. That was a fucking killer show. And everyone's a surprise, and it's going to be great no matter what. Uh, but I got to think April 20th, we're probably going to do weed stories. I mean, 420. I got to assume that. Get tickets. Hurry up. The place we're doing it is, is not very big. So I would get tickets. Both shows, I'm telling you now, are going to be completely different. And my shows in Melbourne are completely, completely different. That's just me by hour. Um, the Wandering Jew Tour. Then I'm going to Adelaide on the 26th of April, followed by Sydney on the 28th and 29th, followed by Brisbane, Brisbogan, excuse me, on May 1st. And then I'm good till the first week of June. I'm in D.C. at the Improv. All tickets are available at AriShafir.com, AriTheGreat.com, uh, the same place where you can see all the music choices I always make for this episode's these podcasts maybe i'll smoke pot i got this fucking new vape from a potential sponsor vape exhale they're not a sponsor yet but it's good those vapes man they get you like all over buzzed high all over um anyway so what did i say oh joe's got some dates too i'm gonna say it real quick he sent me a text Ann Arbor Comedy Showcase, April 5th, 6th, 7th. Tacoma Comedy Club, April 26th, 27th. Tampa Side Splitters, May 3rd through 6th. Um, so that's it, you guys. Let's start the episode. I've always thought Boston was a weird, interesting city. My favorite, my favorite story I've ever seen there. Well, two, actually. I was remembering when I was with Rogan walking around, and there was some lady, I mean, passed out, fl- drunk, flopped out in the street. And this guy was trying to pick her up. And I don't know. I'll be honest. I got no idea if he was trying to like do anything to her or over his girlfriend trying to get him home. Let's assume it was his girlfriend trying to get him home. His boyfriend trying to get him home. Trying to get her home. Um, which that's, you know, I've been there where you had to fucking drag your girlfriend up off this fucking street. We're like, fucking, you're embarrassing. Get up. And someone's like, hey, is she okay? I'm like, yeah, she's okay. No, she's not okay. She's a fucking drunk. I got to deal with it. Anyway. So I was on my phone on like an LG Envy and I was, um, the guy looked up and saw me. I was saying this to Rogan. He's like, hey, don't fucking videotape. And Joe was like, he's not videotaping, motherfucker. He's fucking texting. And I was like, oh, I'm actually videotaping this. 
Uh, the guy was right. Um, here's my that was a side story. Here's my favorite: just seeing a guy walk down the street with a red t-shirt. I mean, the white t-shirt on, dripping his face blood onto that t-shirt, walking along, smiling, just casually with his friends, as if like, "Hey, let's go get pizza." Like, like the level of fighting that happens. We talk about fighting in Boston too a lot. The level of fighting they do, it's fucking nuts. It's nuts. And the drinking and the fun drinking, I mean, I guess this is like a good like companion piece to last week's episode about St. Patrick's Day. But like, god damn, they go for it. So let's start the episode, shall we? Let's just start the episode. I feel like there was something I was going to tell you, but I got no idea what it is. So let's go. Oh, oh, I know. A quick, you know what? I don't like to eat this like cheese and salami sober, but what I really don't like to eat sober is crow. I don't care for it at all. <sighs> but when it's served, you got to eat it. If somebody's going to make a good dish of crow, no matter how gross it is and how much you don't want to eat it, you got to eat it. Ladies and gentlemen, I told Bert Kreischer there's no way he could do a marathon. I said it out loud. It's probably on a podcast. Probably records of me saying there's no way. Well... Burke Kreischer ran a marathon this past Sunday, the LA Marathon, and he finished it in a time of five minutes and 30, five hours and 33 minutes. Just beating my dad's 80 year old Holocaust survivor time by about 40 something minutes. 44 minutes. He ran faster than 533 when he was uh, 60 doing it, but uh, it's a separate thing. Um, he did it, you guys, and I didn't think he would. I didn't think he could finish. I didn't think he would come close. I thought he'd seize up after about 14, 15 miles. I was surprised he ran that half marathon. And I thought when he got to 20, it'd be over. But it wasn't. And I don't like to admit I'm wrong. I really don't. But I was wrong. Burke Kreischer, you did it. He also pledged $10,000. $10,000 to Children's Hospital in honor of that. I chipped in with $131. I, I did $5 a mile. I said, dude, if you're going to give $10,000 to Children's Hospital, the joke was if he didn't beat my father's time, he would give 20000 And it was actually pretty close. But he is giving $10,000. Segura uh, and him talked about it. And apparently uh, that's what he decided was right. And that's fucking great of you, man. Um, I mean, amazing. I'm hoping other people donate too to Children's Hospital LA. Um, you can tag them actually in, in, in tweets if you want. At Children's LA, and let them know how proud you are that Burt Kreischer gave ten thousand dollars to them. I mean, it was amazing, and he did it. He finished the fucking. He finished the marathon. He walked a lot. Sure, people are gonna shit on him, but you know who those people are shitting on him? People who didn't run the marathon. I'm not gonna do that because I didn't run it. He ran it, and he finished it. And he finished. And of all the people over six hundred pounds, he finished in the top five, which is another thing. No one expected that. I expected. I didn't know five people that were that were 600 pounds were going to run, but to finish in the top five of those, amazing. So, Burke Kreischer, I think you're a fucking dick. I want my records back. I want recompense for that. I'll never forgive you for that. I will home invade your family. This is not Twitter. I will home invade your family. By the way, I got my Twitter account back. You know how I got it back? Using CAA, a fucking powerful agency. They have a digital department. And they went to Twitter and said 
can you please – Ari didn't mean any actual harm. He's joking around with his friends. To him saying, I'll kill you, I'll home invade your family if I don't get my records back. That was a joke. And you're able to get through to them and explain it to them. And the only reason I say they're a powerful agency is because I want to illustrate this. Anyone else without that doesn't get their Twitter account back. You don't get any sort of like ability to say, hey, I was joking. They wouldn't allow that. It took me months. You have no chance of it. That's bullshit. It's bullshit that you can't make a joke with no harm intended. You're not actually threatening someone trying to scare anybody. There's no like, you didn't do anything. You don't mean any harm. And they'll just see a word and say, that's out. They're making you think, what am I allowed to put in writing? When no harm is intended, no real threat is intended, they're still going to fucking say, and then people can't talk freely. Ugh, it's so fucking garbage. Anyway, you know who can talk freely? Joe List on his Netflix half-hour special, The Stand-Ups, season two, available right now. What are you doing? Why don't you put this down for a minute? You're not going to, I know. But open up, stand-up season two. <sighs> if you're on your phone, if you have the Netflix app, put it, just check it right now and like things to watch. You'll want to watch it. He's a great comic. And right after that, you'll want to watch my special, Double Negative. See both halves, not just one half. Start with the second half. I think that's better. Uh, it's more like ridiculous. Ladies and gentlemen, it's adulthood is the second half. Ladies and gentlemen, Ari Shafir, Skeptic Tank, episode 319. Yep, is that right? Yep. 319. Boston Tea Farty with Joe List starts now. Making your way in the world today takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your troubles sure would help a lot. going okay so now we're going all right why are you still texting oh no, you're looking I'm for the pulling my map up just okay. in case it says hey there's traffic okay there's no way there's traffic now there's no way we hit pro bowl traffic um that's ridiculous you can never say there's no way there's traffic on the northeast corridor why because there's always traffic like, there can always be traffic from you think the it's DC, just northeast, that's the la too LA, you want to get say 2 a.m. traffic. I didn't say just. You did not just say just. No, right. but the Northeast Corridor is like one of the worst places. Like, I never realized this until I moved that, like, when you drive from, like, Cincinnati to St. Louis, yeah. it's just, you just drive. Occasionally, there's a thing, but it's, a, it's like a news story if there's a thing. Whereas, like, from D.C. to Boston, you're driving, and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's just a parking lot right now. For no reason. All the time. Well, there's accent, or yeah, sometimes it's rubbernecking, or sometimes it's just a windy highway. Sometimes I think euthanasia or like forced sterilization is like not a terrible idea. But I wouldn't base it on like class or race or anything like that that people always talk about, but just like random. Just random murders. Just like every. Th- no, no, sterilization. What do you mean? Like every 12th person that gets born. Oh, you sterilize them. You sterilize them. 
Greg Stone has a funny bit. It's like TSA, fr- random search. Oh, that's not bad. You know, it's like, yeah. And then when they grow up, they're like, no, I can't have kids. Like, why? Like, you know, during the forced sterilization years. Yeah. I like that. I was, I was, a, four, I was a seventh child, so. And then there should be volunteers. Volunteer, it's not like the luggage. to save other people. Yeah, there's like the luggage rack. Yeah, if you want to like, put your stuff back. Yes. You can check a bag now because we're going to have to check bags. So if you want, you can check a bag now. And we could just do that. I'll go, oh, yeah, sterilize me. I don't want kids. Yeah. And I'll say, hey, can I still come on, you know, tits? Can I, and they'll be like, oh, let's look into it. Yes, you can still come on tits. Great. And I'll say, now bend over, fatty. Well, that's... I guess that wouldn't really be, be tits. A, that's yeah. more of ass. Yeah. Yeah, um, unless you're... I don't... Yeah, unless you're like, they're facing you and you're like, I don't want to get up, but I want to come in your tits and you're standing above me. Uh, so we, bend over so your tits are closer to my dick. Because we're driving, you're driving, I'm in the passenger seat. I didn't think I would get caught picking my nose. I figured you just have the eyes on the but road. I, I got right dead, dead. And it wasn't like a like a little bit of like a thumb, oh, there's something on the edge of my nose. Yeah. I was like several knuckle. I was in my own. I was scratching my cornea. I was picking it pretty hard on the way up here. Yeah, yeah. It was disgusting, and uh, it was in my periphery. You know how once you see something in your periphery yeah. wall, you I can't would, unsee it. It's just like yeah. it's just ha- even when I'm looking out the window, I can still feel me picking hardcore. And the sides of each of these seats, we're going to return. With just a, with a real braille, it's already dirty situation. Yeah, it's that Denver fucking br- brittleness of the nose, the, the the altitude of the Rockies. Are you legitimately still blaming Denver? We were left there I, nine days ago. No, you did. I got back to a day before oh, we left. Oh, touche! I got back Thursday Bouquet. afternoon. We left. We left Friday morning, Friday lunch. One day. I'll tell you what happened to me because it's so dry up in um, yeah. the the Rockies. I jerked off, and I didn't. I don't always use moisturizer. I never do. I never do Hotels either. Only. Hotels that. only. Yes, I'm the same way. Well, occasionally my wife will leave like a little thing on the you know mantle, not the mantle, the fucking bedside table. Yeah. And so I'll say, let me take this for a spin. Um, today, side note, real quick. Today, this morning, at the hotel, I moisturized my dick without masturbating for the first time in my whole life. What like I, does that mean? I just straight on moisturized my dick. What? Didn't jerk off. Because this, is, this goes back to the story I was about to start telling. When I got back from Denver, I jerked off, no moisturizer, and I don't do a fist. I do like a thumb on the top of my dick and then fingers on the bottom, like this. You see what I'm saying? How's the fist go? No, like this is a fist. Yeah. This is me. Oh, you just finger it. I have thumb on the top and then like fingers. a woman, like a woman would do. Like the way I, the way I'm holding the microphone right now, like this. All right. I, in fact, I've real done gentle, it so much. Real gentle, real dainty, a yes. dainty jerk. A dainty jerk, and I've done it so much that uh, this is known by a lot of people already. But I have a permanent thumbprint in my dick from the pressure. Yes. But you move the thumb up and down. You don't hold the thumb in place. No, no, it's solid on there. Yeah, it's on there. But then you go up and down. You move up and down, but it's on the same. The skin is mobile. Oh, you're moving the skin up and down on, yeah, yeah. on the inside. But my thumb stays in the same spot. On the same Because there's no spot? moisturizer, yeah. So I have a, the, the lady, the Russian doctor at Planned Parenthood described it as contusion from masturbation. No way. For real? Yeah, yeah. She was like, what is this? You have dark spot. Oh, is this, is this contusion from masturbation? And I was like, like, yes. I'm not a doctor. I don't know. I was like, no. I was like, yes. Yes, it is. I wow. am a doctor. I have a contusion from masturbation. But anyways, I jerked off the first time with my hands, and it fucking cut my dick open. Like, it split. It had a little, like, raw skin. I took a piece of skin off because it was so dry. Jesus. And then... Uh, That's horrifying, Jack. And then my wife saw my penis, and she was like, is that herpes? I was like, no, no, no. It's just a scab from beating off and being in the mountains. 
But also, I have herpes. But also, yeah, <laughs> I, mean, like, I, do, I do have herpes. That's yeah, not yeah. what this is right but this now. This was not related specifically to that. A herpes, yeah. It was uh, not a herpes. Can you do me a favor and check if that the counter is still going? Because now I feel worried. Oh, God. I'm going to have to start over. Yeah, that'd be horrible. Where's the light in this place? Hold on. Let me pull up my flashlight. Yeah, it's going. We're at five minutes and 40 seconds. Okay, cool. Of the best podcasting of all time. Dun-dun-dun. Um... Driving back from Boston by way of Providence. Is it by way of Providence? Does that mean, like, when they say, like, wrestler, like, you know, from New York City by way of uh, Kansas, does that mean he's in Kansas now or he started in Kansas and then no, went to New York? He's in New York City now, by I think, by way. Like, I am from New York by way of, of Massachusetts. So then we're returning from Providence by way of Boston. I think so. But we're from New York? I don't know. I don't really know. I don't know if byway implies here. Bisexual, maybe, because I blew you. Yeah. Uh, no, no, it's different. it's different. I mean, you did blow me, but that's not what we're talking about here at all. Right. Um, Dude, I dropped a hard F-bomb, like, 35 seconds into my act today. Yeah, but I think in East Providence, you're okay. <laughs> it was like, finally, one of us. Yeah, yeah, I think you're good here. I yeah. think if you were like... These mook guineas, they might have been like, hey, well, yo, hey, hey, hey you this, fucking, oh, meatballs. You mother. Uh, but yeah, anyways, by, by gaze of uh, Providence, we just left Providence. We were in Boston this morning. Yeah. How did it feel to be back in Boston for, you know, not even 24, well, I guess 24 hours about. We were there, I think less than 24 hours. Yeah. We were there probably like 19 two, hours. Left it. 22. Yeah, how did it feel to be back? Uh, it was great. I love it. I mean, I get back there relatively frequently, but yeah. it's always special. We walked through Faneuil Hall, which is where I started. I didn't start there. I started it by Fenway, but that was like, and you worked there, the old comedy connection in Boston in Faneuil Hall, which it was, was amazing. Cool. It was an amazing room. How big? 480? 475. 475. I mean, there's no way I could have played there back then. It was 475 unless you were Dane Cook. Then they jammed about 519 in there. I got really? to open for Dane there a few times in like 04. At, like, the height of, like, not the height of Dane mania, but, like, the height of Boston Dane. Like, when Boston was ahead of the curve because he was from there. Oh, wait, was he he hitting when he was still there? No, he had already moved to L.A. He had moved to L.A., but it's dark, right? Your lights seem dark. Am I crazy gay? They haven't turned anything on. It says your lights are on. It just looks like, uh, you know, David Lynch. The windshield just got cleaner. Yeah. I guess it's all right. As long as something's on, people can see us. People can see us. I wonder if my... Is it just the running lights, the hazardy lights or yeah, something? Yeah, because it just goes on. Wait, hold on. No. That turned everything off. Oh, God. This truck's going to shoot us. Stop turning them off and on. I'm trying to. Oh, shit. Okay. Auto. It's on auto, which means it's on. Yes, but there should be auto, and then there's also on. This truck is going to fucking shoot us. Ah, you did it again. It's on auto, man. I all right. Because it, it on to auto. on, and then it was on. Then it was on. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to keep fucking with it. Yeah, on a highway. Are, I don't want to turn my lights up on a fucking highway with I know no lights on it. You've done it nine times. I've done it three times. Too many. No, no, too no. Too many, but leave it alone. More than three. Four. It won't, it's not more than four. All right. It's not more than four. It might be, but that's okay. Five, Max. It wasn't five. I think it was five. Um, that Fanny Hall was pretty cool. The it original was, Cheers was there. No, not that's the original nice. Cheers. You fucking <laughs> dodo head. Yeah, hey, you guys ever go to Cheers? Your Boston accent is literally the worst yeah, kind of impression. Yeah, Cheers. It's not even close. <laughs> it's, it's not, not even, even close. It's not, oh, wait, wait, I know, I know it's not because the O is the A-W. It's not even Klaus. No, that doesn't work like that. Oh. 
Well, by the way, you were like on stage tonight. You did. Uh, you were doing a Jew thing, and you're like, well, "Is that Bob Dylan or is that a Jew?" But Bob Dylan is a Jew. Is a Jew. I know. But somebody called me on it yesterday. They're like, "That sounds like Bob Dylan." I was like, "Yeah, I guess it does, huh?" It, it did sound like Bob Dylan. My brother is the Rolling Stone. Total Eclipse of the Heart. He I, sang Total Eclipse of the Heart. He wrote it. Bob Dylan wrote that. And who sang it? Uh, Gloria Estefan. Total Eclipse of the Heart. Gloria Estefan? No. <laughs> no. Dylan didn't write Total Eclipse of the Heart. Oh, he didn't even write it. Uh, that's one of my favorite spoofs of all time is um, Mark Cohen playing uh, Stupid Joe in Henry Phillips' movie. Totally ripped a big fart. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyways, yeah, the Comedy Connection in Boston was like one of the best rooms ever. And I opened for everybody. I opened for Dane there. I opened for Bobby. No, I never opened for Bobby there. But I opened for DePaulo there. I opened for David Tell there. I opened for Your Mother's Cunt there. I opened for... Uh, for there? That'd be cool. Dom Irera. I only opened for Rogan there. Tracy Morgan. Tracy Morgan. What was he like to work with? He was fine. First of all, he talked about eating ass in the green room for like 35 minutes. <laughs> and then he went on stage... And said all of the things on stage that he had already said to me. So he was just doing his act for me. But I think he's just actually that into eating ass. Like, he's that passionate and curious about it. Do you? I love to eat ass. I have, like, I have a wife now, and, you know, she's not... I don't think she's all that keen of it. It's, it's hard. I do a joke with this. Once you get married and you're spending all your time together, it's a little harder to be, like, eating ass. And then you have to segue into, like, breakfast. Yeah, it's much easier to eat someone's ass that you're never going to see again. It really is because such like it's like sort of demeaning. That's part of it. It's is demeaning my, to my, you. Yeah, my my tongue is in your ass. Well, that's the thing. I like to be. That's part of it. I like to be a little bit. Uh, what's the subordinate? Punished, demeaned. No, what's the word? Oh, yeah, what's the word? Submissive. Submissive. Like I'd like a girl to fight. Not not too crazy. I don't want to be pissed on or bled on or anything. But I like a girl to spit in my mouth. Oh really? And I like a girl to really sit in my face and like hold my nose so oh, I'm suffocating. Dude, you know who you'd be a good couple with? Who? Me. I would spit in your face. I would choke you and slap you. The thing is, I'm not attracted. Pull is your that, hair back. Is there a car flying? What is that up there on the what? left? It's lights, street lights. That's weird. There's, yeah. But there are two, so it looks like a car. It looks like a car in the air, Back to the Future 2 style. Anyways. Yeah, what if it was a car and just go, just like slammed into us? It's probably from flashing your lights five times. Um... But anyways, I, I like a nice dirt, like lick my boot and fucking eat your own Wait, cum, really? you fucking nerd. Yeah. I heard somebody say, maybe it was one of the guys we fucked. By the way, I had two people come uh, to the show, I think yesterday, from Guys We Fucked. You were on there? Yeah. How come they don't ask me to be on there? Um, I bet they'd have you on. I mean, I'm not longing it. to do it, but it would be nice. Why I like you those save guys. it for your Netflix special? Or those girls, I should say. Or those women. I like those women. Maybe I'll save this for your Netflix special. When's oh. it coming out? March? Uh, I think March. But then what happens? Do people get mad at you when you're just, like, we're having a conversation where we're like... We're driving back from Boston, then it comes out nine months ago. People always tweeted us. They're like, yeah, thanks for the Illinois story. That was two months ago, you fucking jerks. That's nuts. That, I never get those tweets. No, that's nice. I mean, we've only gotten them twice, but they stick in my craw. Jesus, you care too much. Um, yeah, ask them to do it for that. Yeah. I'll release it for that. That would be a good idea. I'll promote your thing. Who really? else is doing it? Aperna, Rachel Feinstein. Aperna. Jeannie uh, Yashere. Yes. You, Kyle Kinane. And Brent, Brent Morin. Okay, yeah. great. That's the big six. Yeah. The old six. And you're the first one. It's c It'll be out that week. All right, it's out? I know it's a secret, but this is out. It's coming. This so is, you're this, for sure not this releasing, is releasing this podcast. That, this is releasing it the day it comes out. 
All right. So it's out now. All right. It's out right now. Go check it out. I'm That's first. That's a big secret. You can't tell. What a fucking idiot. I already <laughs> ruined your other secret by announcing. I had to go back in and re-edit that fucking that. that oh, podcast. yeah. That's twice you've You're done like, that. You're like, did you say on your podcast that I got a 30-minute special on Netflix? And I was like, uh, yes. You're like, why? I'm like, because you did. You got one. And I was excited about it. I appreciate the part where you're um, excited, but... Oh, it's spooky right now. It is. It really is. This seems like a headless horseman type of thing. Yes, this that's is where I got married. Here, right? No, that was Sleepy Hollow where I got married. Yeah, but this region of the of the world. I mean, the general. Re- if you're all things relative, New England. No, New York is not New England. We're not in New York. We're in Providence. No, but Sleepy Hollow is New York. Oh, we're not in New York. We're like 170 miles. So relative to the entire planet, we're in the area of Sleepy Head Hollow. Uh, thank you. But we're thank like you. We're a three-hour drive. Exactly. Uh, let's leave the three-hour drive part out. And thank you. Your mother's tits have come on them always. I remember, go- I remember going to Faneuil Hall and uh, and just seeing the fucking meatheads that were there. A lot of mook meatheads. And the bars are around there. We're just like you guys are fucking baseball cappers. I'm wearing a baseball cap right now. I bought one yesterday. Yeah, you're that type. You you you're weird because you 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 are a smart, intelligent guy. Thank you. But you also have like like meathead. In well, you, you can't. Uh, you bro dude. You have bro dude in you. Yeah. Well, it's the you can take the boy out of you know anal, but you can't take the anal out of boy. Uh, I heard it with black people in N word <laughs> and the hood. Um. But yeah, it reminds me of I always talk about the uh, the scene in Comedian where Jerry goes to governors and he's like it's everything you've tried not to be but you know deep down still are <laughs> governors yeah like because he goes to, he's from Long Island dude I love when, when you go to governors and like you know Louis Louis said uh, that if you can do your jokes here they work anywhere and they all fucking quote that all those people and the governors like local nights the, the Long Island oh, nights with all those guys wearing derby hats they're all like Louis said if it works here it works anywhere I'm like you guys are taking this as if it's canon. As if he thought about his fucking Bible and wrote his Bible and talked about Long Island. When it's just something he said in passing one night in Long Island. Right. And you guys are fucking reading into it so hard. He's also saying this is the worst room. Right, exactly. <laughs> that's the yeah. other thing he's saying. Um, but anyways, that's how I feel with Boston. Where like I try to be, uh, not that I'm anti-Boston or whatever, or, or hate those people. I love them. But you try to be like, well, I'm a little more uh, sophisticated and I like... Noah Baumbach and Wes Anderson movie, but then I watch the Patriots and, I'm, and they score, and I'm like, "Fucking suck my dick, you faggots!" <laughs> you know, it's like um, you try to go. Oh, well, I've already won five Super Bowls. Pats, everybody! Yeah, get ready for the Pats. I mean, it's embarrassing how bad it is. I <laughs> know that's the way you guys talk, Joe. You don't understand. That's how you sound. What I've done, I'm great at impressions. I'm an impressionist, and when I when I nail you. It's it's dead on. Some people can't he- understand the way they sound. No, you're horrific. I am jolliest. <laughs> it's not even <laughs> close. The, it's the same thing you do to close your show with your demon masturbation kids. It's the same voice. That why daddy? Why daddy? No, yeah, no, 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 that's, that's the way same voice. Way different. Um, I remember Faneuil Hall. I remember dance, dancing with one of those fucking half homeless. Oh no, it was a full homeless guy. He was out there dancing for nickels, and I was like, "Rogue was like, get in there." And I was like, "Okay," and I just danced with him. You can't be half homeless, by the way. You he have was, a home, or you don't no, have a home. Because so, at first I was thinking like maybe it was a street performer, and then I'm remembering more. And I'm like, it was a homeless guy. Yeah, well, street performers have homes too, I believe. Like, except for homeless street performers. Yeah, but then I realized he was just a homeless, and he wasn't a street performer. He was just dancing for nickels. Right, but technically he was performing in a street. Right, 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 so, right, right, right. Fully homeless. 
But it was great. But yeah, Boston is Boston and Philly are like the toughest, fightiest towns. Sure. I do a joke about it when I'm on when I'm in Boston that you don't realize. I mean, there's so many things about growing up in all aspects of life that you don't realize are abnormal or strange until you leave. And I would go to like the middle of the country and I'd be like, "Where do you guys go to watch the fights?" And they're like, "What fights?" And I'm like, "Last call when we all go out in the street and everyone beats the <laughs> fuck out of each other." And they're like, "What?" And I'm like, "Oh shit, I guess that's just you guys Boston." Dude, I saw one time we were walking down the streets and I saw a dude, uh, bloody faced. Remember that Andrew WK album? Yeah. When he had just blood from eating, I think eating puss. Yeah. But uh, but coming out of his nose, it's like this guy was coming out of his nose, just dripping down through his mouth and onto his chin. And he had a white T-shirt on. It was summertime. We were there, Faneuil Hall, and uh, it was after the shows. It was one o'clock, and just like his shirt, the front of his shirt was just bloody. The top of it was like soaked. And he was just smiling, walking with his friends. Like, the fight was over. Right. I didn't see the fight. I just saw the end of it. And he was just like, yeah, let's go get some pizza. And it was like, wow. It was just like, just Saturday night, just regular Saturday night shit. It's, it's a, nuts. It's, it's a, nuts. It's a tough town. I mean, Philly's like that. I, I talked about it earlier. Off air, when Colin Quinn said, uh, he's like, Philly's the only city I've ever seen two hipsters beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> it's like two guys in fedoras fist fighting. But yeah, it's a crazy, fighty city. I saw a guy in the alley. Which saw, used to, you saw a guy. Yes, I saw a guy in the alley, which is now nothing. We walked by it earlier, but it used which to be alley? like the bar. It was called the alley. It's right next to where the comedy vault was. By where um, we walked by where that tobacco store is, the pet tobacconist. Tobacconist. Yes. Good cigars, by the way. Thank you for that. Yeah, it was great. Well, you bought, but oh, I did buy. Yeah, oh, thank you. Thank me for that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I picked him out. You so. did. Good job. Thank you for that. Yeah. I picked out the top-of-the-line cigar. <laughs> well, we got to celebrate. The shows in Boston were fucking crazy, man. I've yeah, never man. done shows like that for myself. I did one time in Toronto. I did 1,100. But it was a festival. For the festival passes, you could go. You know? Yeah. This was two shows. But just like just for me, for tickets. You had to buy tickets. 2,000 people. 2,000 people on a night. Nuts. Um, anyway, yeah. So I didn't mind celebrating with a nice cigar. I was. How much was the cigar? Twenty five. No, I think they were twenty six. It came to like fifty four bucks okay. or something like it's that. A, that's a lot for a cigar, but like it is. It's also more expensive because it's downtown Boston. It's like the old classic. Oh, really? Tobacconist. Yeah, and it was a Davidoff. It's weird it when you find, when you find a, a price on something and then you see the same thing in a smaller place like gas or, or anything. Yeah. I was in Myanmar. And the price for the price for uh, waters was was five hundred shot I think whatever it was and um and then you get to a small village and they're like 200 shot and you're like wait what and you're like I mean they have, must turn a profit they they buy it the same like wholesale I guess it's just uh, the people have more money yeah it's just downtown probably down. but anyway yeah that's the way it goes but anyways the alley used to be like this bar the whole like one of the nightclub areas and then there'd be all these brawls it's now but technically it was on Emerson campus and so every time there was a fight or a police call, it went into the Emerson police blotter or, like, whatever. Yeah. So Emerson was like, this is insane. So they just bought the whole thing and, like, made it the classrooms or whatever. So oh, all really? the bars are gone. <laughs> yeah. But the Comedy Vault, which is a club that's no longer there because Emerson bought it. But it was there. We were all, we'd always go outside and watch everyone fight each other. But I saw a guy knocked unconscious in a fight, laying, like, on his back, completely like out cold. Like hands up, sort of? Yes. Yeah. Fucked up. And a, the kid that was fighting him... 
grabbed him by the shirt and like pulled him up and just fucking blasted him in the face while he was unconscious. Wow. And I was like, that is how you die. Like you could kill a person that yeah. way. Like you wake up with brain damage, I believe. Wow. Like he like, wasn't done punching. Yeah, like and his brain was like shut like when you're unconscious, as far as I understand it, that's your brain being like, like Can't pull take the it. switches. Can't take it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to have memory of the and then he fucking punched him again. I was like, wow. that was insane. Wow. That is nuts. You guys are animals in Boston. Well, there's a lot of animals there. But, I mean, I guess that... I told you how surprised my mom was, but the first time I went, she goes, what did you think of Boston? I was like, so many meatheads and jocks. She was like, what? I thought that's where Harvard is and Emerson. And, and I was like, yeah, I mean, now that you mentioned that, that, there should be that. But it wasn't that at all. That's not what I saw at all. Well, there is that. Like, we walked around Beacon Hill today. Like, there's that there and, like... Beacon Hill is so nice and gorgeous. Unbelievable. And, like, Back Bay and, like, all that shit. But then there's also, like, then you have people from, like, you know, Revere and fucking Saugus yeah, and Braintree. Saugus. And, uh, that was pretty good. I did Ma- good there. Saugus. Malden, Medford, Everett, where I lived. We also went there. We went to Mike's Roast Beef. What did you think of Mike's Roast Beef? Okay. Tell the people. Mike's Roast Beef was delicious. I got the, what was the first word on it? Super Beef Three-Way. Super Beef Three-Way. <laughs> That's not bad. I don't know why you added why. <laughs> can I have, can I get the one super... Super wait, Salpa B three Y. Super B three Y. Oh, because the R's. Just way. Super B for three way. Super B three way. Super B three way. Man, I hit it off that waitress there, the the woman behind the counter. Yeah, she loved you. I was like, what would you do if 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 Tom Brady walked in right now? She was, oh my god, I don't know. She kept talking about it. It lasted like two minutes. I thought I had a good line where it's Super Bowl week right now while we're recording that. I'm like, he should be in Minnesota. I'd be like, what are you doing here? And then nobody got on board with my line. I think this is one of the issues with your accent, by the way. What? You're yeah. trying to do something with every word. Yeah. Like, you're like, super beef three-way. There's just certain <laughs> words. Like, super, super beef three-way. Super beef three-way. Yeah, yeah. You're going, why? <laughs> like, there's certain words that Super sound weird or different. Super You're like, the street signs are great. What was the name of that place? Mike's Roast Beef. Mike's Roast Beef. It was delicious yes. as fuck, man. You yeah. bought that. Thank you for that. Yes, I did. And that chicken parm looked amazing with the extra sauce. I also bought pizza last night, I might add. You I got did you buy a, pizza. I got you a pepper, a pepper and onions. Yeah. From Domino's. <laughs> That's so bad. I don't think it's great. Um, but anyways, yeah, we went to Mike's Roast Beef, which we're probably never going to go again because they're building a big wind casino. Dude, doesn't that shit suck? It's very strange. It's like, I, I'm like, I'm never going back to my town again. Do you remember that Social D song? Where they, I remember the one lyric I'm sure I've said on this podcast before, but it always struck to me. It's like, the, the pool hall. The pool I, I loved as a kid is now, now a 7-Eleven. Yeah, what song is that? That's story of my life. Story of my life. Can you play that? La la la. Story of my life. Well, high school seemed like such, such a blur. Blur. Oh, I blah. didn't have much interest in, in sports school or school elections. elections, and in class I dream all day. Everybody it of a rock, rock and roll, roll weekend. weekend. Uh, I'm going to get so much fucking street cred. Yeah. I saw a social distortion on my honeymoon. How Did about that? really? I saw them in, in 2001 at the House of Blues. That was the year 9-11 happened, bro. 2000 at the House of Blues. That was not the year 9-11 happened. Um, and then I saw them the next night at an encore. My friend Danny Lucas, who was a fucking in the zeros... Um, now a sound light guy at the comedy store. Hmm. Uh, Danny Dangerous. 
Oh, D and D. Yeah, D square. Uh, he was like, dude, you just wait for people to come out Double before D. the encore. People leave early. You just ask for their wristband. They slip it off. You go just go right in. I watched so many encores at the House of Blues that way. Oh, that's great. You just go across the street. And oh, you're like hey, you guys cover me for a little bit. That's and smart. You just go right across the street. The House of Blues is closed now. The comedy store, the view is amazing because it's all. Oh down. yeah, I was just there. It's oh, amazing. It's amazing. They're gonna build it up, but right now it's fucking glorious to be on that front patio just staring at it. Yes. But like, man, I saw so many fucking encores there. Pat Benatar. Oh, I love rock and roll. That's a joke. That's joking, everybody. Don't tweet at me. I'm kidding. It's Joan Jett. Um, I know. I'm joking. Is that a cop behind me? Maybe I should... No, that's not a cop. It's an SUV. Cops have SUVs now. Oh, yeah. What's its SUV stand for? Suddenly upside down vehicle? That was my friend Steve Smith's joke when I first started. Uh, What's he doing now? Uh, I don't know. He might be dead. I'm not sure. Oh, good for him. He was really funny, though. I really liked him. He had I hate funny when you get out of the way of a okay. car, and then they don't just immediately drive on. Like, he's tailgating me. I've slowed down. Now he's slowed down to my speed. Yes. I've pulled over and slowed. I pulled into the right lane, and yes. now I can't get back over. I wanted him to zoom past and then me be able to pass this fucking idiot. Now he's driving the same speed. He sounds like a big jerk, you know? I mean, the way I'm portraying him here. Oh, yeah. Now we got three lanes. Now we got three lines. Just that temporary. Was off. That was off. Um, Temporarily. Here's what you do if you want to add to your Boston accent. If you can't do it, you just add a fucking, fucking. Fucking area. Uh, There's three fucking lanes the here. The power three-way. No, wait. What is it? The super beef three-way. Super three beef three-way. So what was that called? Mike's Roast Beef. So they're adding a Wynn Hotel and Casino. And it's huge. We saw it. It's huge. Like, it's in the prime. I mean, as the time you're hearing this, it might be open by now. But the city already, the city of Everett already has a bunch of traffic. Because it's like Route 99. It's like two lanes into the city then there's like route 16 that also takes you in but it's always traffic and so now there's gonna be a massive like full-on casino so i i don't know what's gonna happen i have to add ramps or something but i feel like i'm never gonna be able to go back to my old stomping cunt yeah it's gonna be weird for sure um and my buddies live there tom dustin and alvin david and um my old roommates um isn't it weird when shit changes there's this this is woods by my old house and now it's all development that we used to walk through or take horses through. The days bikes. went by like paper in the wind, and everything changed and then changed again. Dude, you're really deep, Joe. Yeah, that's Tom Petty. Oh. He de- he's dead. He died. Oh, that lyric didn't help him live. No. Did they find out what killed him? Yeah, dude, we talked about this. He uh, Fentanyl. He had an accidental overdose on fentanyl. What it's a fucking f- bummer. Well, I don't understand fentanyl because it seems like what I've heard is this one cop got like a drop of it, like a, like a couple like, grains of it on his shoulder and yeah. he almost died. Yeah, it's, it's so, fucking like, but crazy. But they're cutting coke and another stuff and like MDMA, they're cutting it with fentanyl. So it's just, if you use it at all, it's going to kill somebody. Yeah, so, it seems so like I get, it. I get cutting stuff with baking soda, but you're cutting stuff with stuff that will only kill, if it's that little can kill you. Then if you cut it at all, it's going to kill people. It's not like inevitably. I mean, like it will the first time. Yeah, right? I don't know much about drugs. I don't know how it works, no, but you're um, sober. I don't. Um, it seems real bad, but it's an epidemic, I guess. But I, I heard my buddy's sister passed away, and I got some info then. But like one of the things that happens, I guess, that these cops are telling them, uh, him and his family, is that like when somebody passes away, it's like a good thing. The drug dealers like it. Because the, the, the junkies or whatever, for lack of a better word, no disrespect to uh, PC culture, they're like, ooh, so he killed someone? 
Fucking, I give me some of that shit. I want the I want the killed somebody give shit. Me shit that killed so and so. Because nobody believes they're gonna die. They're, they think. Yeah, but oh, if, oh, if, they're if, weak. But, but it would be killing everybody. It wouldn't just be if it was that powerful, like they're saying, where one little a couple grains will fucking put somebody in the in the grave. You get immediate treatment. Then like. It would kill everyone who takes that batch. So maybe they're just saying it to make people want it less. And maybe the people that are doing it are thinking like you're thinking. They're like, it can't kill everybody. Obviously, it doesn't kill everybody. Let me get some on. And then they die. Maybe. And then it would kill everybody. I get what you're saying. I mean, not maybe. It's, that's what's happening, right? I guess. I don't trust the media anymore. No, well, they're just like continuously biased biased and like pushing one agenda over another like one like story over another so you hear sure. something and you're like wow that's true you're like yeah that's true but what's also true is this yeah of you course know? but what's hard is sometimes this happened with, especially with occupy wall street and stuff and this is the right pod to ask this question on yeah because all these people are like they don't trust mainstream media and i'll tweet a joke about something brian williams said or something that katie Turr said or whatever and people are like don't be watching mainstream media you fucking cuck yeah. Whatever, and I'm like, well, where? What media is the media? I don't know, because like right, cause all the other stuff online, I look at, what memes are all fucked up, and they don't represent the truth. Yeah, and it's some website like the, you know the, 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 the what's it called, the Angry Turks? What are they called? The I have Turks, no idea. They've completely like sold out. They have agendas now. Yeah, and like half the things they look like they were run on a website that like some guy in a garage has. It's it's you yeah, know you my, don't even know the weapons the government has. They have this thing that freezes people. It's yeah, like, well, how do you know about it? Half of them are kooks, and it's like a .net thing or whatever. And I'm like, so where is this like trusty good? I guess like BBC News or something. I don't know. But there's all these people that tell you you're a moron for what news you watch. Yeah, and then they're like, oh, I watch fucking. You know, right wing stars and stripes, some bo- some bullshit that I'm, I look at it, I'm like, this is insane. I think you can you have to go based on like what have, how, what have they fucked up on, and do they own up to their fuck ups? Right. So like, CNN used to be like a, a source I would trust, and now it seems like they're they're pushing an intentional misrepresentation of the truth. Yeah, CNN definitely um, has uh, an agenda. I watch a lot of MSNBC, which everyone's like it's super liberal, but a lot of the news now, especially with Trump, I get this where people are like. Oh yeah, the liberal media. Just keep listening to the liberal media. I'm like, no, no. They're quote. They're playing a video of what he's saying. Yeah, but this is him but, talking. But it's like choosing to say specific things. Even that Mexicans are like this. He's saying all Mexicans are rapists, and it was like you see the actual quote. It's like no. He's saying like guys, the ones that are coming over here. They're like he said there are fine people in Mexico, but the ones coming over here illegally, a lot of them are criminals. A lot of them are rapists. He like, didn't say that. He said they are race, race, rapists. In the long quote, he it was it wasn't that bad, but they just sh- show the short quote. ABC News started the LA riots by not showing Rodney King fighting even against three cops. They cut it to only when the cops are beating him up. Um, and people are like, what the fuck is this? And you're like, oh no, you missed it three minutes ago. But even you would agree. I mean, they were quite excessive they excessively beat the fuck out of the guy and like i know he had a record a mile long and he was driving 150 miles an hour when you intentionally cut out part of it then they have no uh, understand it's like it's like if you just show uh uh, take out a heckler and just show you going shut the fuck up you idiot fucking kill yourself i see what you're saying but like most the people that are upset no but people would hear that and they go no but i heard what he said you said there was a heckler but i heard he literally said to a woman kill yourself right and you're like no no you missed all the stuff Right, but the people that are upset about the Rodney King beating are not any less upset if you're like, oh, he was driving 140 miles an hour and he had a long record and he was fighting cops. No, they would be less upset if you didn't tell them that after the fact. Because once you've already decided you're going to be angry, you're angry. And even if you show new... Like those Amazing Races things, 
people got really mad at me. Yes. And then when I told them later, I'm like, oh, you know, it's fake. They didn't lessen their anger. Right. Because they've already married to their anger. I lessened my anger. But most people don't do that. No. I'm so better than most people. if you show everybody the context from the beginning, then they form their opinion with all of it. Yeah. But what I they mean, do is they form their opinion based on some of it because the media or whatever news source only shows some of it. I think you're making a good point, but I think Rodney King might be a bad example because like, he was excessively fucking beaten by 20 cops right. for like an extended period of time. Right. Nearly to death. Maybe it is. But I think there's plenty of fine. One example we talked about, I mean, this is from the other way politically that we talked about, where Betsy DeVos, everyone went crazy on her because she said yeah, uh, there you go. the guns... She's like, I think school. We should go. Schools should go uh, school by school basis. To decide if some schools might need guns. Somebody having a gun because man. what if there's a bear in your school? And then she has a specific school, like in South in Dakota Alaska, or some South shit. Dakota, right, yeah, where wherever bear it was. Wandered in, and and all these people were like, she thinks we should have guns. In, Betsy DeVos says we should have guns in schools because of a bear. And you're like, well, that's not what she said at all. Yeah. There are some schools that are fucking in Wyoming where a water buffalo is yeah. in the recess tank. So Right. So if you're, if you're a news is. source and you're covering that and you say, hey, by the way, we were mistaken. Uh, for, one, you should, you should say the whole truth. But if you don't, if like the, 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 the headlines, especially on online stuff, are totally misleading. People don't read the whole article. They read just a headline. Right. You know? Um, uh, so if you don't correct that, then it's like you're not a place I can trust. So the ones I've been able to trust that I haven't seen to be like wrong on – uh, without like saying, "Hey, we were wrong about that." Uh, Anonymous seems to like get it right constantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, WikiLeaks seems to get it right constantly. Um, RT seems to get it right, although I'm less less fully trustworthy on them. RTDT? No, just RT. Okay. Um, and that I don't know, man. I don't I don't really know. But it's like you got to read the whole article and you got to know context. Like that guy, who, that dentist who killed the lion. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they're like, how dare you? Everyone's so mad at him. And he's like, how dare I? I got a... They give out 40 permits a year to kill lions. Right. And I got one of those 40 permits. I'm sorry you named this one. Right. But, like, that was all left out of the story. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like, now I don't trust you. When, 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 when Edward Snowden sent all that stuff to all the newspapers, to the Washington Post and the New York Times, and they're like, we're not running this. And yeah. they're like, why wouldn't you run this? The NSA is spying on Americans, and he's showing you proof. And they're like, we're not, we don't think it's newsworthy, or we don't think it'll sell newspapers. Like, not even on page 17. Right. And you're like, no, nah, I don't trust you. And then once it becomes huge, when The Guardian puts it out, and it becomes huge, and they go, okay, now we'll cover it. It's like, no, now we already know. You had a chance to fucking show something, to be the Washington Post you were back in the Nixon days. And they're not anymore. And if you don't know, now you know. Yeah, and so words. That's, that's what you can't trust. But it's like you got to make it case by case basis. I, I don't know if I trust any news. Hard to trust. But then you, you got to get news from somewhere. Yeah, and you got to read a whole article. You can't just go on like headlines, which I do all the time, by the way. I call them farticles. <laughs> Take that. That's not bad. Um, let's get back to Boston. What was the scene Ooh, like? We drove off the road. Yep. What was the scene like when you started the comedy scene? And here we go. This is exactly what you're talking Why about. Why are you? What are you doing? That was insane. What? I a guy, it. like, tapped his brakes, and you just slammed on your brakes. We have 300 yards. Well, I was going 80 miles an hour coming at him. I didn't know how much he was going to stop. I have an invention, by the way. Then we'll get to the Boston scene. What? The degrees of red brake lights. Like where, it. like, it lights all the way up. So you can see, because, right, as it is, slamming on the brake. I didn't slam on the brake. No, no, no. I'm, what the yeah, fuck? Okay. I'm saying slamming on the brakes. Should be. And tap it, like, just n- putting just your foot on it. the brake has the same degree of lighting up. Yeah. So, I mean, this is defending you. 
Okay. You don't know if that person's slamming yeah, on their brakes or if they just c- covered over their brake. Yeah. That's a good idea. I like it's like it. a darker red or whatever. You ever get somebody tailgating you and you just like tap the brake? Yeah. Like real light so just that they go, oh, fuck, the... fuck, fuck. And then they have yeah. to like way back off you? Yes. That's fun to do. Anyways, the scene when I started, it's, it's hard to say what it was because it was just the scene I know. When you start, it's all you know. So it's like it was right, that right. scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what was it? But it was pretty good. I think it was sort of, uh, I started in 2000. So it was like while the bubble had been bursted, you know, that 90s bubble. Uh-huh. Like the I'm, 80s, late Boston 80s, into the 90s, yeah. And then it sort of, it was kind of a, a dip, I guess. Um, but it was good. But most of the, like, that second generation Boston guys were gone. Like, DePaulo wasn't there. Rogan wasn't there. Dane Stanhope, Dane, Bobby. Stanhope was a Boston guy? Yeah, he started oh, yeah, in Worcester. So. Um, Worcester. Worcester. That was not bad. Worcester. That's okay. Sure. Worcester. Worcester. Um, Worcester. But anyways, all those guys were gone. So it was like it, it was like the John Fish was around, uh, and he was sort of like the, like the hot this guy's gonna be big and he's moving soon guy. Yeah, he had like he did new faces like a year in like killed. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Was that the big thing? Was like if you get good enough, you can move to L.A. or New York? Yeah, or like you have to like people go to New York and like you to know make it bigger. Yeah, and um, but all those Gullman was another one that was like gone, but he would pop in around every once in a while. And uh, so it was all like the old Boston legends were there. Don Gavin, Kevin Knox, Steve Sweeney, Sweeney oh. Tony V, Mike Donovan, Mike McDonald, Joe Yannetti. Um, those were sort of the big Kenny Rogerson. Those guys were around. Kenny Rogerson, how was he? He's amazing. He's fucking amazing. Still amazing. The Viper. They He's called good. him the Viper? That's his nickname. Really? Yeah, I mean, I don't know who gave him the nickname, but Kenny the Viper, yeah. If you have a nickname... Of any kind, anything ridiculous. I don't know. Whatever. Make something up. Uh, Puerto Rican rattlesnake. It's just you're a moron. Well, he didn't come up with it. He's not like, I'm the Viper. Someone called him that fucking 30 years ago. But he doesn't go by Viper. You know, like, hey, Vipe, what's up? Do you think he got bit by a Viper? Uh, I don't know. Your driving makes me nervous. It hasn't all weekend, but now that we're podcasting, you're like no, weaving in and out of it. No, because going too slow, and I had to fucking pull in front of him. He's on the left lane fucking moving. Yeah, your asshole's slow. Yeah. Um... But anyways, yeah, so those are the guys. And then I started at this place called Chops Lounge, which is no longer there. It was at the Howard Johnson's Hotel next to Fenway Park. And um, it was crazy. I went Hojo into the city, Hojo. Um, I just walked around. The, I was like, I had graduated high school, and I wanted to do comedy, but it's hard to start. You don't even know how to start. It's like a weird thing. It is strange to start. The idea that you could do it is like ridiculous almost in your head. Yeah, it doesn't... You're like, no way. No way. It doesn't really make sense. But then I also had that, like, thing of, like, I got to start. I got to do it. It's all I want to do. I don't know. I have anything else to do. And so I went into the city one day because I was just, like, the commuter rail was built while I was in, like, high school from, like, my town of Whitman, Whitman. into the city. Yeah. So I would just start... You could go to the city. So I would just go into the city and just walk around. I, had, I wasn't of age and I had no money. So I would just go to the city and walk around the city. And I had just happened to walk past, like, Fenway, and there was a sign that said, Open Mic Wednesday. So I was like, that's my, well, that's you already, my ticket. You already thought you wanted to do it? Yeah, I, that's all I ever wanted to be. Okay. So I was like, I'll just, when I graduate high school, I'll start doing comedy. Oh, and wow. then I graduated, and I was walking around the city, saw an Open Mic Wednesday, and then when I got home, I looked into the phone book. This is in 2000. So I went into the Yellow Pages, found Chops Lounge, 
and then called the number and was like, hey, what's the deal with the open mic Wednesday? And they were like, oh, yeah, you just come and sign up. Larry Lee Lewis was the guy. Yeah. His name. So I showed up Wednesday, 9 p.m., and then you just sign up. It was like the truest open mic to this day that I've ever been to. Why? What do you mean? You just sign up and you're on. It doesn't end until there's no more people going on. Oh, wow. There was no, like, drawing of numbers or any of that shit. It was just drawing. like, you go on, you go on. Can you do me a favor? Yes. Take these cords and push them into the, into the, I just got nervous, push them into the machine. Um, why, is it not working? No, it might be, but if they came out, I realized I didn't really push them in that hard. I didn't look at them, really, if they were shoved all the way in. So just, like, push them towards the machine. They feel pretty shoved. Okay. Then we're good. It says 41 minutes. How long does this go for? Oh, seven hours. That seems too many, too yeah, many hours. It goes as long as the Netflix half hours are that you're on right now, as of today. The stand-ups, uh, they're called. The stand-ups, season two. Um, Your mother's box. Uh, wow, that's crazy. So it opened mic and then you just started and then it was like that. Yeah, and this guy Larry Lee Lewis hosted. He was like a combination of Jerry Lee Lewis and Jerry Lewis, I guess. And he did all these old, you know, one-liners oh. that were like old jokes. He just did other people's jokes. Would you go there over and over again? I went there every Wednesday. That was my life. And it never occurred to me to like go somewhere else. More than once. I would just to go to another place. I was like, all right, I'm do this is like such a huge part of my life. I just do a thing, and I'm like, all right, that's what I like. That's what I do now. Uh-huh. I go to Chipotle. I go to Starbucks. Dude, I got a job at the store, and I did their open mic was on Sunday uh, before the uh, Poppins came in, which is like the employees. Uh, open mic, and then employees, and then Poppins, then paid regulars. Um, Poppin. But uh, Jordy Fox, who was an employee there. He was Jamie like, Fox. Jordy. Um, Jamie Fox had already moved on from the comedy store by then. But he was like, is this, do you only go up on Sunday here? I'm like, yeah, every Sunday. And he goes, yeah, you got to go up more than that, man. I was like, really? He goes, yeah. You have to go up more than once a week. And I was like, like how many? He goes, like always you have to go up. And I was like, oh, okay. It and that a, was huge for me. It is a weird thing about comedy that you just do it all the time. Yeah. I'm like, oh, every night. Multiple times a night. Yeah, it's funny when you meet somebody and they're like, well, when do you go up? I'm like, I'm up all the, yeah, a few times a night. Like, a few times a night, how often a week? Like, every night. I'm up every night. Like, maybe once a week I'm not up. Maybe. For years. Yeah, for for years. For all of the years. Almost decades now. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so I, I did that every Wednesday. And then someone, after, like, months, was like, "Why? how come I never see you at the, the vault on Sunday? And I was like, what do you mean? The what? The comedy vault. And so I was like, oh, what? they're like, yeah, you got to bring two as a bringer. You got to bring two people. Oh, fucking bringers are the worst. But there was two people. Two people is not terrible. And the yeah. term bringer wasn't even in my mind. Like when you're starting, it doesn't even, that doesn't even. You know, you've a never thing. heard of bringer shows? They're like, yeah, you got to bring two people. And I'm like, oh, that's easy. I'll get two people to come. My parents will come. My fucking sister and her. You invited people when you were an open micer? Yeah, well, that felt like a show because it was a club. But I would get two friends or whatever. I would just, you had to. Wow. Because so, the benefit you had was you started in the city you grew up in. Yes. So you still had tons of friends around you. I started in L.A. where I moved to start. And so when they were like, you got to bring people, I'm like, who? I only know comics. Right. I've moved here and I only know comics. And my boss at the health network, <laughs> like, I'm not bringing him. So, like, who am I going to bring? Yeah, that's hard. I remember doing a few bringers in New York. <coughs> and yeah. um I remember, like, my, some of my family couldn't come or whatever, so I would just be, I would bark for myself. I'd be like, well, you come to my show and say you're there to Do see me. Do they have me. to pay? Yeah, yeah, that's what a bringer is. Yeah, I guess so. They're not bringing free guests in. 
Yeah, audience members, but yeah, I guess you're right. Um, but yeah, so the Comedy Vault was, uh, you had to bring two people, and I started doing that. So I would do like every Sunday and Wednesday. And even then, I was like, all right, Sunday, Wednesday, that's what I do. And that was like a year, like the first year, I only did Wednesday. So like, I've been doing comedy for fucking 37 years, but the first year, I did like 50 sets. Yeah. I didn't know you could do 300 sets. Um. And then slowly, you know, it slowly progresses from there, obviously. But Chops Lounge is definitely where I started. That was my home, and it was fun. There was a lot of weird characters. Dan Mintz was there all the time. Was he really? Yeah, because he went to Harvard. He went to Harvard, and then he, and then he, well, he's from Alaska, and he went to Harvard. Yeah. Have you ever heard a story about losing virginity? No. It is amazing. Oh, I would like to hear that. Yeah, Is it's it on amazing. your show? Is it, it on is YouTube? It is not. He always said he wouldn't do it. Okay. And, and he did it, he would just tell us, I guess. He was one of those. Those are my favorite when the, with, with the show was just like, was just like when someone would tell me, like Jeff Dye had one that he told me after a basketball game. And it was like, oh, I got to put that on the show. Like, that's what it, like, you know, just a party story. Yeah. It's hilarious. Uh, Dan Mintz was like that. I was always trying to get him and he wouldn't do it. Dan Mintz was brilliant. He was like, blew my mind back then. And yeah. And still now. He's got some of my favorite jokes ever. Great writer. Great writer. He, the weird thing is he would look at me sometimes when I was hosting open mic at the comedy store and was hosting Potluck. And he would be like, are you just coming up with that stuff in between comics? And I was like, yeah, I'm just riffing. And he was like, so you're just coming up with it right then? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, dude, that's like magic. Because <laughs> he's such a like smart writer that he had to like construct it all. I'm like, yeah, I'm, these aren't as good as your jokes, but they are on the spot. Right. Like you didn't write a joke about this guy's haircut. You, couldn't, you didn't know his haircut was right. going to be like that. And it was just like, I, I'm in awe of what you do, and he was like in awe of what I did. He's tremendous. He's tremendous. So Good funny. guy, too. What? Good guy. Oh, they said he died, too. Yeah. But, I mean, who knows? By the time this comes out, he could be dead. All right, I'll put it out this week. Hopefully not. Uh, um, but anyways, yeah, that was the scene. Who, who else is still around from back then? Um, Shane Moss came there Shane later, Moss. a couple of years after me. The Walsh brothers were always there. Um... Who else? Mike Kaplan, I guess, would pop in after a while. When I first started, Mike Kaplan. I was behind most of those guys. Oh, can I fart in the microphone, or is that not fun? It's encouraged here on the Skeptic Tank. It was real silent. Damn it, dude. Hopefully they'll be able to smell it, though. I'm Let me know. definitely not going to be able to smell it. No, because it'll be months later. That's the only reason why they wouldn't be able to smell it. Oh, right, because the smell would have been gone. Yeah, if this was live, they'd be able to smell it. But. Uh, guys, if you hear a huge wind tunnel suddenly, um, that is the smell getting too much and me opening the window. Um, farts in Denver. Farts in Denver? Oh, Jesus. Just that pushed it in. Did you say farts in Denver? Because that sounds like a, uh, you know, anthology album or a film. <laughs> farts in Denver. Farts in Denver by L'Oreal. Farts in Denver. I'm coming at the manger. What were you going to say about farts in Denver? I'm on the edge of my oh, seat. Oh, they're over really here. bad. Everybody's farting so much in the, in the, in the condo. Yeah, you have five guys eating illegal pizza every night. And, yeah, illegal uh, pizza one night. But, but I know, Chipotle but fucking it's hyperbole balls. But um, what are you, fucking Guy Branham? Um, What's that mean? Exaggerator. Liar. Oh. No, I asked somebody from the crowd, and they go, no, the altitude makes gas worse. No, shut up with the altitude. Somebody said that. I'm sure they did. They're, that's fake news. They work for fucking MSNBC. you got to talk to Occupy Anal to figure out what the real news is. Hmm. Interesting. Honestly, I don't know which websites, which news sources to trust. I just know I don't really trust them. So it's like you got to do more research. Right. In order to really get the story. 
Um, let's talk about the dig. The big dig. The big dig. Yes. The big dig. Ugh. Big dig. Ugh. Awful. <laughs> Awful. Uh, uh, all right. So let's talk about the big dig. Yeah, the... I remember it being there and Rogan telling me, like, dude, this is the worst fucking public works project. It's It's gone so far over budget. Just explain it to me. Uh, I don't know that much about it because, I mean, there's a lot of people listening, so I'm going to have people be like, that's not fucking right, kid. You fucked You're way up. off. Um, that, that wasn't was bad. bad. That, that was your bad. best one. Yeah, yeah that yeah. was good because you did the A-W in place of the O. Off. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> it, I believe it's the largest taxpayer uh, undertaking ever, like publicly paid in taxpayer. Boston or like anywhere? In American history, possibly like world history. It was like a fucking billion dollars. This is like the stuff you can just Wikipedia and I just have yeah, this okay. information. The but, highway was running through the town. The highway was like a big uh, elevated highway thing running right dead center through the which we walked oh, all elevated. day yesterday. Yes, it was just like a yeah, it was a big high risey green rusty old highway and then what was running under it? straight just through. Bumps. And underneath was just trash and bums and like hobo. Like you would never go in there. It would just like you wouldn't even walk from one side to the other. Oh, You'd like really? walk on the street through, and it was just like you know unfortunate underworld people. Um, but yeah, it was, and it was loud. It was just always traffic. So like, if you were in downtown Boston, you were just all the idling traffic was right above you, and it was inefficient and shitty. And so they decided to dig underneath the ground, the big dig, yeah, and put it all underneath. Wait, what did they do with the highway while that dig was going on? That's where people were driving on the highway. So they kept the over while they were yeah, yeah. under? Yeah, that didn't come down till like, last whatever. Now it's weird because it's been gone so long, you just adjust, so it's, like, hard to remember imagine. or imagine. Yeah. The comedy store, so you've been to the comedy store now. You know how in the back hallway in the front in the front um, vestibule, I guess, is all the headshots? Yeah. So when one falls out and they put another one in, you'll notice a new one. You're like, oh, Renazizi finally got his headshot, or I finally got my headshot up there, or whatever it was. Uh, but we'd be like, wait, what was there before? And, like, we've seen those same hot shots, like, five days a week for, like, ten years. Right. And then when it's gone, you're like, I cannot remember anymore what was there. Or, you like, you almost sort of have it, and then a week or two later, like, it's just gone from your memory. Yeah, it's strange. I have that right now with the subway in New York where, like, they shut down uh, two of the trains. And we're like, well, this is fucked. It's going to be eight months. This is crazy. And then, you know, six weeks in, you're like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that other subway that we used to go to. I don't even go to that one now. Well, they I just shut go down. to this one. They shut down. It's 36th Avenue and 30th Avenue for eight months. Oh, and then when that's Queens, done, where you are? Yeah. And then when that's done, they're shutting down Broadway and 39th Avenue. Dude, that L is going to change society. Well, it's going, going to cut off hip Brooklyn from Manhattan. I know. I hope it ends this you are war on see, comedy. You, you are going to see art. Oh, yeah. You probably will. You're going to see art fucking like version in, in Brooklyn. And New York and the scenes not be able to connect at all. Yeah, there probably will be a stop of a war because all those people are poor bloggers. Right. Like, well, why don't you guys stay in Brooklyn and do your woke comedy that isn't that funny but is more socially, I guess, fucking, I don't know, responsible. Conscious or something. And then we'll be here just getting laughs, really not caring what, what the fucking result is on society. Yeah, it might be interesting. Anyway, uh, but anyways, yeah. So the so they dug it all up, and it took forever. Like it ended up being like the longest thing, and there was all these delays. It was like crazy. twenty years, right? I don't know if it was twenty, but yeah, it might have been in that neighborhood. Dude, I, mean, it I opened for Rogan there, and he was like, "This has been going on for forever." It started in like the eighties, dude. It was like because I was a young then kid. more than more than twenty. So 
I was young enough that like I didn't understand politics or ta- I didn't even know what taxes were. I was like a kid right. when I first started going into the city, and it went on after I was like an adult working in the city. Yeah, it was still happening. Uh, but now, yeah, it's all finished. It's all park where it used to be, and it's beautiful. It's like these all these high rise buildings. It's really pleasant. Yeah, and then it drops off, and then it's back to like high rise. It's it's amazing. It's like this beautiful walking green area, and then uh, the I guess I don't know what the track. I don't drive there during rush hour ever, but. I heard a lot of people would say, like, the traffic is just as bad. It's just underneath now. But, yeah. But you're like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's supposed to relieve the traffic. It's supposed to, like, get it away. I mean, it's supposed to relieve the traffic also. And now there's, like, it's also part of it was, like, there's a tunnel from, like, the Southeast Expressway straight into East Boston where the airport is. And um, there's stuff like that. So, it's like, they relieved one of the tunnels. I like how crooked everything is, but eventually it was, like, we can't stop this because too many people are relying on this for jobs. Yeah, that's what I think. So let's just add on things to do. Let's just make new things to do. Yeah, it was like every single comic had, like every local headliner had a joke about it. Had a dig dig joke? I had a joke about it when I was like starting. I was 19. I was like, it's almost like the traffic is just as bad, but it's underneath. It's almost like when when you're a kid and you spill on the couch cushion and just flip it over. (laughs) And that was like my... my Nailed it, Joe. Yeah, it's pretty good. I'm going to take a sip of water. Can you carry this for a minute? What? Oh, carry the pocket. I thought you might carry the mic. Yeah, I can carry it. Guys, uh, my name is Ari Shafir. Uh, this is the Skeptic Tank. Uh, the weather's 71 degrees. Time is 647. I'm back. What the weather means? The weather's 70. It's 38 degrees. I, I know, but you do the, it's going to be in March. It's not going to be 78 in March. Not for another two years. Yeah, I guess you're with global warming. Yeah, it was a little global warming zinger. People listen to this in Georgia. What does that mean? It's warmer there. Yeah, I know, but I thought we were describing our scene. We're in Connecticut. Oh, yeah, good point. Uh, one of the richest states, but also the, some of the poorest cities. We're in Connecticut America. now? Yeah, we're in Connecticut. Almost all of the ride is in Connecticut. When you drive from Providence to New York, almost 100% of the ride is Connecticut. But you don't know uh, Northeast geography because... No, I just know who's the boss is Connecticut. We left... Is that right? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, we left, well, well, well. Look who came crawling back. We left Manhattan, drove for a half hour, and you were like, are we in Pennsylvania still? <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, we're going to fucking Connecticut. It's next. New York is next to Connecticut. Um, yeah, I definitely don't understand where Connecticut is. I really have no idea. It doesn't make sense. I thought it was to the right of New York. Uh, it so, is. But yeah, but then it's like you go up to Massachusetts. I thought Massachusetts was north of New York. Well, it is. Well, Massachusetts is long, so you can go like do north and be in Massachusetts. But also, Massachusetts, like Boston, is actually more east of New York than it is north. Like it feels north. You take ninety-five north, and it's like oh, up north. But really, it's actually it's northeast, but it actually feels more east than anything. And then you drive northeastwardly along the coast through so Connecticut. E- eastwardly. Yeah, that seems like a word, right? Is it not? Northeasterly. We're about to drive right by where I got herpes. Where? Madison, Connecticut. Really? Yeah, we could stop in the same playground. Can we go to your the hotel room? Oh, there wasn't. It was on, it was on playground? a playground where I spent most of my days. Wait, what? And that was a Fresh Prince lyric. Yeah. Uh, we fucked on a playground. Me and this gal her, will remain nameless. Herpetic woman. Yeah, she was herpetic. And um, Old Saybrook, great town. This is where uh, Catherine Hepburn lived, and there's a great pizza place here called Pizza Works. It's got great beer, all these crazy beers and nice pizza. I love yeah. it. But anyways, yeah, it was Madison, Connecticut, and uh, I had a crush on this girl. We were friends back in 03. We went to the New York Film Academy together, acting class, and I was, like, in love with her, but she had a boyfriend at the time. Which, looking back, I feel like I might have been able to make a make a play, a move, anyways. Same girl? Was, 
What do you mean, same girl? That gave you herpes later? Yeah, yeah. That's the story I'm telling. What? You knew her in high school? No, I said 03. I graduated in 2000. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So I went to the New York Film Academy. That's not my high school. Um, and uh, we had a, I had a thing for it, but we remained friends afterwards. And then eventually, it was one of those things. You know these relationships, I'm sure you've had them in your life, where you have a thing for the girl, she's into you, and then there's just like one point over years where it sinks up where you don't have significant others. Yeah, yeah. We had one of those. So we met up, went to a movie, but she was staying with her parents' house, at her parents' house. And, like, we were making out in the car, and she's like, I can't, I just, I'm not the kind of person that can fuck in my parents' house. So I was like, oh, all right, well, let's go somewhere. She'd like, no, just lie there, I'll do it. <laughs> um, so we went, she was like, what about this cemetery? And I was like, that's too weird to me. It feels like a, a ghoul is going to inhabit my asshole. Shows up. Yes. He's, he's 200 miles away. Hey, you um, want to fuck in the cemetery? Cemetery. I don't know that one. That one's off. I'll, I'll give you that was the first one that was off. Go ahead. Yeah, right. she didn't sound like that either. She was a sweet, sweet woman. Um, anyway, so then we were like, what about this playground? So we fucked on top of the playground, like on top of the slide. Like the little, the, uh, slide? the little flat area before like we walked to get onto the slide. You, cl- you went up the steps? Yes. You and should have had one there. of you go up the steps, the other like climb up the ramp. To make it romantic? Met, yeah. And then met with like dick and badges out. Love lift Wait, us so what, up she where sitting, we she sitting belong. On you? No, she was laying. She was laying on the like the fucking, you know, diamond shaped plastic thing, like that gritty, it's like a grid on the the slide part itself. No, 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 not the slide on the the highest level, the the plateau area. Yeah, where it's you that, stand in line. It's that long to go down the slide. What do you mean? Is that long? She could lie in it. I thought it was just like yeah, yeah. It's like a it's an area for like a bunch of kids to wait in line to go down a slide. Oh, I thought it was just like okay. That only has to be six feet wide. It was probably eight feet, eight by ten. I thought it was like three by three. Well, not this. That's that's my dick. Is three by three. Boom. Boom. Or it just either way. It's a funny. If I go big dick joke, or I could go small dick joke. Either way, it's a joke. Oh yeah. Uh, but anyway, she was like, "Let's do it here," and then we were hooking up. But the funny part to me was she was a little woman. She was like five one. Yeah. Really small, and I'm six two. So it looked like from a distance. That I might be fucking a child. It was like a shadowy, like, she came up to, my, like, my waist. Um, and I'm just, we're fucking on a playground on at midnight. On a playground. Yes. So I was a little worried I was going to get shot in the face. But I didn't. I shot in her face. No, that's not true. Um, you just boned her from... I don't want to be disrespectful. She, from behind? No, no. It was missionary. But we were, like, hooking up. And, like, her shirt was off. And she, I was really super into her, like, emotionally and physically. She was super sexy. And... Um, she said, like, right before we started to have sex, she was like, time out. She did, like, the time out sign. Yeah. She was like, I got to let you know I have herpes. And um, I was like, oh, I, I don't have a condom or anything and whatever. And she was like, okay, well, I mean, I'm okay with it. I have a, a pill or whatever she had. A pill? Or whatever. You know, she was. No, not whatever. What does that mean? She was on the pill. Not herpes. Birth I'm talking control. about pregnancy. Yeah. Birth control. Yes. So I was like, she's like. What do you want to do? But if you if you have herpes and you want to, if you're a woman and you want to fuck a guy, you can just fuck. You can just tell that I have herpes. Just say good. say it right before you start fucking. If you say it on the date, like at mm-hmm. dinner, uh-huh. you're fucked. Uh-huh. But like once I have a hard on, like you could be like, I have razor blades in my pussy, and I'm like, that's oh, all right. Let's yeah. When you're hard and you're about there, it's too late. Yeah, I had a joke about that in my act. So I said, I don't care. So we had sex, and uh, it was delightful. I mean, she was really hot to me I was really into her and um, it was great but I got herpes but um, and then actually how long after did you get herpes 
Uh, I didn't have an outbreak for like a couple months. A couple months. But it was wild when I did. I think we might have talked about this yeah, on we did. Uh, your pod before. Central but um, ironically, a little buttony thing, we both got married this summer. Really? To different people. You know, I still have the acorn that fell nearby us when we recorded that herpes podcast in Central Park. Really? Why? I put it in a drawer and I just see it once in a while. Oh, that's really sweet. Yeah. You love me. Um, all right. I guess I do. Uh, good job opening this weekend, by the way. Oh, thank you. Well, I'm not really an opener, you no, know. Yeah, I, opener. I headline everybody at, uh, I don't have any day. Oh, I'm headlining fucking Ann Arbor Comedy Showcase. One of the best. Do you work that club? Never. Oh, my God. Talk to your agent. One of the best clubs in the fucking world. When is that? April 5th, 6th, and 7th. It's my birthday. Come on out. Let's celebrate. Okay. Great. Uh, yeah, Ann Arbor Comedy Showcase, April 5th, 6th, and 7th. But, yeah, it was fun. I mean, these shows were fucking killer, were and it's killer. so fun to see. You sold out two shows of the Wilbur. It's pretty nuts, man. Pretty fucking nuts. 800 people at Foxwoods, and then uh, we just did a packed East Providence Comedy Connection. Yeah, which 25 people did not show up to. It was fun. I mean, they were hot right yeah, out of the gate, like, too. Oh, yeah, I told you would be fine without an opener here. I know. It I felt cl- bad. I- my, my buddy Rob Pierce was there. I should have just, I would, if I had known earlier, I would have thrown him up. When, when did you or find asked out? to throw him up. Was that the guy we talked to at the end? Yeah, yeah. He's oh, a great okay. guy and a really funny comic. And then uh, he came up while I was like, right before I went on. And I was like, shit, it's too late. Oh. But anyways, yeah. Yeah, it would have been fine. Great weekend. You killed. I did well. I was really happy. And how great was Sean Sullivan, by the way, at the Wilbur Theater? Yeah, you were right. I was, it was like, let's get a fucking local. And you were like, this guy's like the funniest. He really is. He's a killer. Yeah. Yeah, he started right out of the gate. Set one, right out of the gate. Just fucking... And plus, it was like, nobody knows him. They knew you. Yeah. You know? And none of my crowd really... I maybe saw him if they're local Boston, like, comedy fans that you would know. Actually, they might, a few, but not very many. He's not got a great album. Them. Can I plug his album? Sorry, yeah, sure. I interrupted to plug yeah, his album. Ahead. But the guy, he's got two kids, for God's sake. Song and Dance Man, Sean Sullivan. It's on iTunes or whatever you use. Uh, what's, what are the other things? I don't even know what the other things are. Spotify. Spotify. It's a genuinely fucking great album. Song really dance, funny. Man. Just jokes. It's just a guy telling jokes. I love a classic monologist. And a tobacconist. I like a cunnilingist. That's what I am. Cunnilingist. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, we should be a couple. I'll spit right in your fucking face. Open your mouth, bitch. Yeah, but... Open your fucking mouth. Men are unappealing to me, physically. I've... Yeah, I, it just... It's gross. It'll They're really gross. it when I fucking dominate you. Lick my balls. Get the hair in your teeth. No, that's horrible. That's horrible. Get that hair in your teeth. Lower. The balls aren't down there. Lower. It's giving me the willies. I want a nice, <laughs> clean pussy just wrapped around my lip like a seal, like a vacuum seal where I'm like, <gasps> and then she lets me up and she's like, yeah, you like that. It is like weird when somebody too. takes their, your head, the back of your head and shoves it into their fucking puss. My, girl, my lady does that now. I dated a woman one time. Her big line, she would say, go down on me and like it. Oh. Like, oh, God, it was hot. I heard somebody, oh, it was the guys we fucked guys. I didn't get to this yet. But they said one of them was fucking a guy, I think, or knew a guy. And, and uh, or maybe it was somebody else. But they said um, he would come or she would come. No, he would come and then she would make him lick it up off the floor. Ugh. See, that's too far. See, that's this is far. The thing. Also, because sex is over at that point. Yeah. So, like, I'm done dominating or being dominant. Yeah, I don't want to be dominated, like, uh, I don't want to heal in my asshole or be, like, choked or smacked or whipped or anything. I just want, like, a uh, sit on the face type of thing. I don't even want to be called a bitch or anything. I'm like, I just want, like, a... Why, you got enough at home already? Bitch. 
Man, you should date. All right, whatever. I'm done selling. Maybe I'll lick my boot, you know, something like that. Like a, like a, like a lick. Would you be into that? Would you be into that? I feel like lick like my the boot. top, the leather top part, not the bottom. Kiss my feet. Yeah. Oh yeah. That I'm kiss, way into get that. Get on your knees. Get on your knees and kiss. Yeah, them. that's what I'm talking about. I don't want my nipples clamped and my dick cut off or anything like that. But like maybe a nice. Uh, I like squeezing her nip. I like just, her nip, just the fucking button. I like a soft hurts. squeeze. I don't want to inflict any pain or, or receive any. There is no pain you are receive. Hey, let's listen to that after. Let's listen to some Pink Floyd, The Wall. I'm into it. When I was at, uh, staying at Renazzisi's in, in Long Island, and I was going into town to look for uh, um, a place. Oh, no, no. We were shooting something, actually. Shooting a short over there. I wish you were shooting yourselves in the head with guns. Dead. The views expressed by the guests on Skeptic Tank do not represent the Skeptic Tank podcast itself. Uh, all right, so uh, I would come in and I would play the entire wall on the way in and out. It was great. That's fun. Dude, I saw Roger Waters this year. Oh, yeah, you told me about that. It's tremendous. Tremendous. Uh, you're a great artist, great band. Love it. Love them. That's all. We hit a really hit. A, we hit really hit the wall. Secret War in Laos. I'm trying to think because he had that thing where he showed the flying pig came by. Yeah. And it said it showed like a piggy bank when it turned, and it said on the top like U.S. tax dollars goes in here, and then out of the ass it goes uh, guns and death or bombs and death come out here. And you see that when you're on acid, and you're like, damn, Madison next three exits, Madison, Herpes Town. We could go Herpy Town, USA. Take Madison, me down to Herpes Town, Madison. Madison, not Wisconsin. You're really the best at sound effects. You're underused these sound effects on stage. You could easily be like that guy from... From Police Academy? Yeah. Steve Winslow. Steve Winslow. Uh, my buddy James Patterson, who you probably know. Comedian. Jimmy P. Um, he and I think everyone else has ever worked for Steve Winslow have a great story. J. Pat. About going into the green room, yeah. and then they're like, oh, this is uh, Steve, this is your opener, uh, James, and he stands up like a robot and goes, <laughs> and shakes hands like a robot. What? I'm acting it out, so it's hard to see in a podcast. And then he's doing it with no, there's no sense of irony. He's just like robots over and like shakes the person's hand. What? With like that. <laughs> like he does it all the time. That's like his thing. That's his greeting. Where people are like, all right. <laughs> uh, which I love. James Patterson is also hilarious. I'm just going to plug everybody here. I have, the, I have the golden opportunity to be on a huge podcast, and I'm going to plug everybody. Let's talk about this accent for a little and how gross it is. I don't have an accent particularly. No, no, no you don't. No. But when I see it, I remember going and playing that Fendel Hall room and then being out, going to the bathroom in the lobby or something or watching Rogan from the, from the doorway, and they're going out. Um, and then on the, on the way back in, I was stopping there, and some lady, I saw some hot girl. I mean, hot. Yeah. Walk all the way across. You know that center in between the upper deck and the, the, and the yeah, lower? Yeah. And she walked down through the middle of that, looking at me the whole way. And like looking at me. And it was like, you know, a, a 20 second walk. And I'm like, whoa, who's this lady? And she comes over and it was like, it was like you know, with like the lights go down and it's just like there's light behind her. Mm-hmm. Ethereal music in my head. And she goes... You're wicked funny, and it was like, ugh. Yeah, it's a, it's a, ugh. it's a tough accent on the old ears. Uh, it's not a turn on to me. No. It's a turn off, as turn a matter off. of fact, as it were. Um, 
It's weird. Have you ever noticed this? I have this observation. Shit, I think other people have that. What? People from the South, when they do dumb guy accent, they give them a Northeast New York or Boston accent. And people from Boston and New York, when they make a dumb person, they give them a Southern accent. Oh, wow. They should just go deeper Boston. Um, when I go dumb person accent or like dumb meathead, I, I, it's not intentional, uh, but somebody's pointed it out to me. I do Pauly Shore. Oh, really? Yeah. What's Pauly Shore sound like? Hey, bro. Ah. I do that now, dude. That is dumb sounding. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a strange accent, and uh, we heard it real good at Mike's Rose Beef. That's where, if you want to hear like real Boston accent, like Everett and like Revere is where you want to be. I feel like if you get out of the city, no matter where it is, the south or the north, Philadelphia, Boston, New York, if when you get to like deep Brooklyn, that's when you see the deep Brooklyn accent, you know? But in Manhattan, you don't get that fucking... Uh, New York accent as much. No, in the city of Boston, you don't get it as much. But it's like those out of towners. It's like, ugh. Right, right. Um, yeah. Well, you hung out with my uncle Dale and and my brother in law. I mean, they have some. They got some accents. They have a bit to it, yeah, for sure. Um, Dale more so, especially when you're just drinking. My uncle Dale does a lot of ah, like that Kennedy. Like uh-huh. there's a lot of like ah in between thoughts. That's like a big Boston thing. Where you're like, hey, what are you up to? I'm going to uh, go get some beers and uh, probably order a pizza, and then uh, I'll be there in like a half hour. Wow. It's like a, a filler. I just did it just now, non-ironically. Not in pe- I do it person, also. But, yeah, you got me that bottle of fucking double wood. It was great. Uh, yeah, you should crack that open and ride home. Do you ever drink and drive, like physically drink and drive? I would do that all the time. You are crazy with alcohol. No, I even... I had a guy drinking, Dave Mishevitz drank in the car with me on the way to La Jolla. Just, I'm like, you can't have open containers in the car, man. He goes, it's vacation, it's fine. He's oh, from, we did it all of the time and my family still does and it. and drive. Yes. Actually, that's not true. I did it in, no, I didn't do the driving. In, in, uh, in Brisbane, we went to the Gold Coast with these two cool guys, played ukulele the whole way, and uh, Redbird, and... Um, and uh, we drank and drove, almost crashed a few times. Real, you know... Authentic Australian life, and uh, then we went mushroom picking. Oh, that's fun! Like magic mushrooms? Yeah. Oh wow! Ate them right there, fresh ones. That's amazing. It was amazing. They taught me how to f- spot magic mushrooms versus regular mushrooms. You were spotting. Yeah, you crack open the stem, and if it turns like uh, from like white into like a grayish blue, those are magic. And, and it was like okay, and I just eat them. And then we went to Nimbin and fucking. It was what a great trip that was. That's crazy. That's amazing. Yeah. Um. Wait, what was I just going to say? I had something good. The accents. Or, uh, oh, drinking and driving. Oh, yeah. I told the story earlier before we were on air. But, uh, yeah, one time me and uh, my uncle uh, yeah. and my buddy and another buddy of ours, we went. I want to shoot this for a movie. We're on the Rumble Strip, speaking of. Uh, I want to shoot this for a movie. We were going to Foxwoods, and we drove to like a fast food to Burger King. We ordered four large Cokes, and then we pulled up just past the window all of our car windows went down. Our arms went out. We dumped out about a quarter of the Cokes, brought them back in, opened a handle of rum. and All made four a, of you. All four of us made a uh, large Captain Coke. Here come two cops. But they're not troopers. They're just local cops. Two cops? There's one there and there's one behind us oh. also. But they're not troopers, so they have no jurisdiction on really? this highway. I think they're probably just going from one end of the town to the other they're via... on the highway like we are. Yes. Still, yeah. See, they're in SUVs. They're in SUVs. They are, but they're not fucking troopers. So they can't police. fucking stop us. See, they're getting off. Just like I said, Guilford police. See, this is where I have I have street wisdom. I'm street wise. I'm street smart. I, I'm fucking street smart, kid. Uh, fucking uh, street smart. Uh, it's, you got to go more back of the throat. Fuck. Uh, fuck. Yeah, fuck. Fuck. The street fuck smart. Him. 
And then you want your, wah, your wah, ING. Wah, you're going to want your ING to be EN. Fucking. Fucking. How did this develop? It's Stupid English. Accent. It's the fucking same accent as the British accent. No way. What are it's you the, talking about? It's the same on paper. Dropping of the R. I can't do an English accent. I have this accent in my head. But it's it's the sim- It's their directly lineage. It's English and Irish people. They say ba too. Welcome to the ba. I have to go to the bathroom. Both Boston people oh, right. and A-H. British people it's say A-H. bathroom. You do A-W. Yeah. It's become a little more Boston. But And they drop their R's Boston. too. Get in the car. We'll take the car to the yard. Oh, I guess you're right. It's the same accent. Yeah, that's where it comes from. English and Irish mix up. And where's mashup. Philly come from? Theirs is a little more, I don't know, there's like... Going down the shore. I don't know. It's hard. They get, it, get, accents are fascinating. Dude, they had a Carl's Jr. commercial. Um, I'm blowing up here. Uh, not Carl's Jr. Um, AM, no, I remember Carl's Jr. What's the one with the big head? Uh, I think that's Carl's, right? Sarah just texted me that she's watching... Um, Tom Segura's new special, and he's really good and very consistent and prolific. He is prolific, for sure. There's no doubt. No, no matter how much you don't like him, if you don't, there's no I like him. No that, way why did you say, say that? Now, if he hears this, it's going to say, like, I don't like him. I like him. You were talking shit about him earlier. You were saying how awful don't he was. Don't say that. I don't want people to think you that. You didn't say he was awful. You just said he wasn't your cup of tea. You didn't think he was talented. I did not but say that. But even any of those then, things. I was like, you got to give him prolific, and you're like, I guess begrudgingly. I don't like the guy, so I'll guess I'll give him begrudgingly prolific. I did not say any of these things, and this is absurd, and. Uh, I thought it was absurd, too, that you said all this about Tom Segura, one of the best comics in the country. I didn't say it. You didn't agree with it. Oh, I hate you. Um, this yeah. guy has his blinker on. He's next to us. Because he's about to turn in. Fuck you. Fuck your family. Um, but yeah, that's the accent. It's the same accent as the English accent, except it's, you know, drunker and dumber. It's we'll go to the sure, bathroom. It's sure dumber. It sure is dumber. We'll take the car. We'll take the car. Car to the shower. No, wait. I can't do that. Car to the long... I don't know. I can't do an English accent. I can do Boston pretty great. Uh, let's go get gas at the fucking uh, parking lot. And then fucking fuck Becky over there. Fucking drunk Katie. There's no way your listeners aren't hating every time you do this. I feel like... Yeah, because they hate Boston accents. If you weren't banned from Twitter, they would tweet at you and be like, I wonder Hey, if Ari, great pod. Joe is amazing. Great podcast. Uh, Joe's amazing. They had a little list. Uh, Joe was perfect, but that fucking dumb accent ruined it. It was horrible. This, yeah, is, like, yeah. this is the equivalent of when you're that. eating on an accent. What? I mean, on a, on a podcast. This is the equivalent of when you're chewing food, and you don't really, <laughs> you're just chewing food, and then 100% of the people are like... Hey, stop eating popcorn, you fat fuck. Your show sucks. That's <laughs> what this is, but hate accent. when you chew on podcasts. It's no good. Hate it. And it's like, why? It's like I'm chewing in a conversation. But they're like, it's just, it reads so bad. And yeah. I still do it. You got to bring candy, man. I'll, put, I'll bring the mic away from my face Holy here or there. Holy shit. I agree with you. I'm driving very dangerously. <laughs> Poorly. Poorly, sure. Poorly. Poorly, sure. <laughs> Poorly, sure. I like that. I like that name. Poorly, sure. Um, I gotta text my wife back. I got a bunch of unanswered texts. You, you, you carry the tune for a no, minute. No, what do you mean you gotta text your wife back? We're on a fucking podcast. You're earning a hundred dollars for this. I know. I'm gonna write back. I'm gonna say, hey, listen, I'm on a podcast. I don't like to have just unanswered write, just texts. write back podcasting. Send. I am writing that. Just put the word podcasting. Are you writing just the word podcasting? Send. You seem like you're writing more. This, this more time has gone by than p o d c a s t i n g. Podcasting, no period, send. I wrote, we're podcasting in the car. Be home before one. That's so much more. I know, but there was five unanswered texts. I don't like to have unanswered texts. Fuck her. 
They, it's my OCD. I can feel the well, fucking. Guess what? Now you're not gonna be home before one because we're going to Virginia. I can feel. Uh, I can feel the notification. It's it's pulsing throughout my body to have an unanswered text. <sighs> so she wrote back, "Gotcha. I draw. love you." Boom. Done. It's Good. So draw the draw we have on our fucking oh a text. I gotta send this back. I, I know, back. but I here's back. the thing. This is what I want everyone listening to know because if they don't spend time with you, they think you're this Tibetan fucking monk who doesn't have a phone and just backpacks around and sits in trees. You're on your phone all the time. You're on your iPad in the hotel room. I'm watching uh, Anthony Bourdain and talking to you. You're literally just scrolling Instagram. You're as bad as all the rest. Yeah, I just got... Yeah, I am. Thank you. I am. That's why I can't have a, a smartphone on me. I know, but literally... I don't, don't do it all the time. I'm sitting here not looking at my phone, being very... And by the way, a lot of passengers, a lot of passengers will nap... They'll text. They'll just be doing their thing. No, I'm not, very conscious of that. Now. You're not just a passenger now. We're on a podcast. I know, but what I'm saying is... If we were just po- if we were just passengering, if we were just driving, sure, texting is fine. But then, all I did... You, but you, this is, you've portrayed it as though everybody's all text. I can't believe text, the leash of society. But all I'm like doing you're, is you're I have doing a, something right now, my and, and you're in the middle of it, and you're taking away so you can look at who's texting you. No. You shouldn't be looking at it. I'm looking because I have a wife. What if she's dead? What if she's choking? If and she, what if she's fucking a guy? What are you going to do? Oh. I got to look, and it's, I got four. And I'm not checking them. They're popping up on my phone. I can feel my phone lighting up. So all I'm writing you back is, You have it face hey, up. You have it face up instead of in your pocket. It's face up because it was face down earlier, and I can still see it illuminating. And I have, I have brain problems, bro. I got, it takes away your, uh, your attention. It's hot in here, and I'm gay, it's and my asshole hurts. Here. I don't understand. Why are you still like 74? Because I like, I like to be warm. You have your seat heat on. Your seat heat is on. You keep portraying me as some dumb guy thing, but you have your seat heat on, and you check your phone all the time, and you're gay. And your face is weird. Final answer. <laughs> Let me think. There was other stuff I want to talk about Boston. Let me, uh, right now, I'm touching my phone just to see what time we're at here. It's 11.13. No, but on the podcast. I mean, how long does we go for? Two how, hours? Three days? Yeah, it's a couple of hours. We'll see what else. We've got to cover the subject. All right. We have to all the way home. We, we, we do want to listen to some Pink Floyd, though. There is no pain you are receiving. Look at this deer. Oh All my gosh. It's like so 10 many. deer. Oh Holy my God. shit. Shaboom. Ah! We just drove by a ton oh of deer. Oh, my God. They were right there. Yeah, that was really fun and crazy. Remember that Louis bit? What? I'm not going to say it. You're trying to coax me into saying it. Uh, it's been out. He said N-word, F-word, deer. Oh, I didn't remember it. That's in shoot-up. It's great. Anyways, what else, uh, Boston? Let's get back to the subject yeah. at hand. Um, back to the subject okay, at hand. Okay, what are chicks like in Boston? It seems like there's a lot of fucking going on there. Well, I'm not a big chick guy. I never got okay, but you tons friends. of chicks. I, I mean, I had sex with a bunch of women you up there, but not on a, a sled. No, on a uh, playground. That's where I spent most of my days. Chilling out, maxing. Relaxing, all cooling out. Shooting some b-ball outside of the school. Um, girls are, uh, I don't know, they're like regular. They're, re- they're the same women as everywhere, but some of the accents are pretty brutal. There's definitely a lot of like, you know... You have, like, the really classy, kind of nice, yeah, I like the Patriots, I don't know. And then there's, like, the fucking, fuck you, Martha. Fucking Brady came in here and sucked both his dicks. He's got two dicks, you know it. You know, there's, like, you know, you got your Boston fucking garbage women, and then you have, uh, you know, really nice women. It and seems then there's, like there's a lot, percentage-wise, percentages are higher of that fucking, that mass trash. Oh, I mean, it's, it's not higher than anywhere else. I mean, if you went down like south or whatever. 
Chicopee Chica- is like Western Mass, though. Yeah, that's that like place. a different. Have you ever thing. been to that place? Of course. It's gross. It's not the best. That was one of the worst. Some guy came on stage with me before. By the way, before iPhones, before selfies were a thing, and with a camera, took a picture of us. Oh, just while you were performing. While I was performing. Wow. He just came at me. I was like, "What the fuck?" He goes, "I want to get a picture of this." And he just fucking turned his camera and just snapped it. Yeah, that's crazy. So, by the way, it got hotter in it here. Got hotter after that thing happened. It got hotter. The heat is like pumping out. I don't know what's going on here. F- How is that pop? Oh, hold on. Turn this down. But I never. Um, that's the back rear heat. I never. I only loved one Massachusetts girl. That was in um, high school, and uh, it was for you know two years. And she was like a regular sweet gal. Went on to become very successful. Um. I'm distracted now because you're okay, fucking with the heat. Go, there we go. Now it's Why don't we just cool. crack the window for 30 seconds? Yeah, do just it. Just warn do the people. It, do it. Do it. It's going to be windy for a moment. That's what you need. Is just a the fresh burst. Oh, yeah. That's great. That feels nice. Oh, it does. I don't know how the sound is right now, but we're getting a nice fresh burst I of New England I feel like the sound good. I trust the zoom and I trust these directional mics to fucking handle it. All right. Great. But it feels good. Oh, what is this bridge? Where are we? Is that the city? No, that would be awesome, though. No, we're at uh, New Haven. No, New Haven's over there. Well, this is about to be maybe Stamford. Um, oh, this is downtown New Haven, home of Yale University, which is beautiful. New Haven's a fascinating city. That's like one of the real uh, microcosms of the United States type of thing, where like New Haven is just, I mean, uh, Yale is just beautiful and Ivy League and spectacular. And then you walk like two blocks and you're like, oh, we're in great danger. Um. But anyways, yeah, the girl, I only really loved and dated one girl, and she was like a South Shore sweet, sweetheart, beautiful, But smart were your friends woman. fucking everybody? Um, yeah, I mean, I fucked some women here, but like, I never fucked like a, like a Quincy, like big-titted, like fucking football jersey-wearing girl or anything. Um, but I don't know, my family's from there. I mean, we, we're talking about Boston, like the best, kindest, most thoughtful, sweetest people I've ever met in my life are from... Uh, Boston area or the South Shore from Massachusetts. They're wonderful, wonderful people. It's like everywhere. Like New Jersey, people shit on New Jersey because of Jersey Shore and all that stuff. But I'm like, the people I know from Jersey, Anthony Dugo, Greg Stone in particular, are like the best people I've ever fucking met in my life. Yeah. You know? Right. And uh, there's uh, shitty people everywhere people, and there's great people. It's like, whatever. How can we all of a sudden not be able to figure out the heat? It's like getting warmer. I- it's blasting. Let's just turn the AC on. There we go. Now it's AC. Now we're talking. It'll be freezing in here in no time. We'll put the now, sea heat back it's like, on. It's January at night. Excuse me. It's March. Right. It's March, not January. But they know we're recording in January. Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. It's January at night. And it was. it's 44 degrees outside. We're turning the air conditioning on? Have you been farting secretly? <laughs> no. No. I would never do that. Um, uh, okay. Let's talk about sports then. Yes. That the way, I love. The way... Mass people, New England people, are so devoted to their teams. They're homers. The we Hamas, love it. The Hamas. We love it. It's the best. And I'll tell you, it's a foreign concept to me. I never... It, we didn't have... Because we had four sports teams, professional sports teams. The Bruins, the yes, Pants. The Sox. The Sox and, and the, the Celtics. Celtics. And they were all... There was no choice. Like, people were... Like, you're a Cowboy fan from Maryland. From North That's Carolina. mind-blowing to from me. North Carolina. We had no sports teams. It's mind blowing to me. Like it's, it's so saying you, that you're just like, oh yeah, I just I root for this team that's way over there. Instead of just like rooting for no team, what would you do? Root for no team? 
Wait, where did you grow up? I thought you North grew up in Carolina Maryland. until fourth grade. Okay, and then you went to Maryland. Yeah. Where uh, there's teams there. So should I switch out who I liked at that point? No, no, no. I'm just saying it's strange to me to be from a place that you're like, oh, you're not from there. I'm a devoted fan, no matter, even if there's no team. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying it's a foreign concept to me. It constantly. It's a foreign concept to me to be like, oh, I live and die with this team that is 3,000 miles away from where I grew up. Right. Like, how did you get to watch him? You never went to see him? You never no. get no, to follow I, I in the paper? That, right. No, I follow in the paper. Right, but it's not like the main article. There's no, not no, five no, no, articles. No, no, there's not a no, beat writer no, no. L- working in North Carolina. But there are more articles about the, the Yankees and the Cowboys than any other team. Of course, right. So, uh, yeah, but there are people that are from towns that have baseball, and they're like, no, I'm just an A's fan because when I was a kid, Yeah, my dad Mark liked McGuire. the A's, so I was like a fan of who he liked. Yeah, Boston right. doesn't get that. You no. guys are all fans of that. No, there's no choice or side team or whatever. Like when I was young... I would root for the Braves because they were on TBS and they would go to the World Series. So I'd be like, oh, I root for the Braves. But I didn't have Braves gear. I wasn't like, I'm a Braves fan. Fuck you. I was like a Red Sox fan who was like, oh, I can also watch the Braves. And they have fucking Tom Glavin who's from Billerica, Massachusetts. And uh, whatever. But, um, yeah, so we have a big sport. I mean, you just live and die with it. And baseball particularly is like... It's a baseball town. It's part well, of like the fabric. You grew up when the, when the Sox were doing, were like mired in their in their like in their like streak of losing. Yeah, of course. I mean, of course. Yeah, we we're the losers. Yeah, it was like, I mean, the Red Sox winning the World Series in '04 is literally the happiest moment of my life. The fucking Keith Folk flipping it over to first base is like the greatest moment, single moment of my Would life. They beat the St. Louis Cardinals in one of the lo- most lopsided uh, World Series ever. That's when they came back from 3-1 against the Yankees, right? 3-none. 3-none and Mariano Rivera in to close out. They won eight games in a row. They were de- they lost game three, I think 19-8. to eight. I was texting or ready, ready, ready to call Eric Marino, who's a Red Sox fan, mm-hmm. like, ha, 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 ha. Mariano's in. They're up. I don't know how many runs they were up in that game four. And Mariano comes in. And it was yeah. like it's over, it's over. Even if they, even if he does blow this, they'll win the next day or the next day. Yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy, and everyone thought Game Seven for sure. They're like, "Oh, it's classic Red Sox, classic Yankees." And then Johnny Damon hit that grand. Ortiz hit a two-run homer in the first, and then yeah. Damon hit a grand slam in the second inning. I remember and it being was at Daniel Hall once, and 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 um, yeah, Ortiz killed us. I remember being in Fenway Hall, and it was a Yankees-Red Sox playoff game, mm-hmm. and I was nervous to open there at at, at, at the. Uh, Comedy, what was it called? Comedy Connection. Comedy Connection. And, I mean, I was rooting for the Yankees, but I was like, for the first time, I was like, I kind of hope the Red Sox just win this one game. And they were like, we're not going to start the we're not gonna start the show until the game is over. Right. We've decided that no one's been paying attention. So we're going to hold it for about 30 minutes until this game is over. It was like in the eighth inning when the showtime was supposed to start. We're like, right. let's just hold it. And I remember going like, I'm nervous. I'm like, how are these people going to take to me? They're not here for me. I'm, you know, I'm not really qualified to be here. Rogan was taking me before I was ready. Right. And then just going like, let the Red Sox win this one game. And I think they did. Then the Yankees took the series, obviously. But it was a long time before. But uh, It was amazing. It was magical. I mean, there was 99. They played in the ALCS. And then 2003. And then 2004. 03 was amazing. That was the Grady Little Pedro year, uh, which was unbelievable. You know what I, I mean, Literally liked? unbelievable. When everyone started chanting, who's your daddy to Pedro? Because he once said, like, like you know, you always have trouble against the Yankees. And, like, yeah, at some point you just got to, like... Call the Yankees my daddy. Call the Yankees your daddy. And people start saying, like, who's your daddy? But, I'm like, he's the one who said that. 
Right, he right. He didn't overhear that, like, what he said to his wife. Like, he said it to interviewers. Right. So it's like, you didn't uncover anything. He, he shared it with you. It's like, That's you true. can't taunt him on something. He was like, yes, I agree. You got it from me. Well, they're not bright, those No, they're people. not bright. Um, <laughs> My favorite chant, maybe of all, was uh, the Yankees versus the Astros. That comeback, game four, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had all these Astros fans around us. Me and Giannis were sitting there together. Giannis has never been to Yankee games where they've lost. He was 12-0 and at the time. And we're down four runs. He's only been to 12 Yankee games? I think so. That's bizarre. And uh, and uh, there were all these. Old. Yep. And there was all these Astros fans around us. We were down four runs in the seventh, and it looked like it was over. We were getting mad, and they started chanting more and more. It was like, look, when you're up and you're, in a, you're a visiting fan, have some class. Just do it quietly. Cheer. It's fine. Like, yes. Cheer at the end of the game. Don't start chants. So they start going, let's go, Astros. Da, 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 da. Let's go, Astros. And it's like, you're up four. You don't have to do that. You don't, there's no rally. There's not, it's not tied. And Giannis just goes, Hurricane Harvey. Da, 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 da. Oh, that's And fun. they were just, and he got the chant going, and they just turned around like, are you serious? Like, they were still underwater. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I thought it was great. And honestly, it turned around the series. Yeah. We, 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 I mean, we they lost the back. series. Yeah, we came back. We won that game. It was amazing. It turned around the game. Turn around the game. So it makes it was sense. worth it. It was worth it. They were like, my mom lost her home. Some of my favorite. Well, then she should. he shouldn't have flown to the fucking Bronx. He should yeah. be there digging yeah. that home yeah. out. Yeah, bring a pail, bitch. Home out sexual. Um, some of my favorite sports chants are uh, Boston College. When they play BU, they'll chant, sucks to BU. That's a fun one. Oh, that's not bad. That's great. And then how about uh, Boston fans, just the best sports fans in the world. 1983 Eastern Conference Final NBA, the uh, the Sixers were blowing out the Celtics at home in the deciding game. And with like three minutes left, the whole garden crowd starts chanting, Beat L.A., knowing that they're getting defeated by the Sixers. Oh, and they, they start chanting, so Beat, LA. Beat L.A. That's right. They were like, you guys go do that for us. We've, hit, we've been hating them for years. I mean, that's you, magical. You Sixers guys, we just start hating you. But we hate them more. I mean, that's a, that's a beautiful LA. moment. Yeah, exactly. I mean, man. you're a road team defeating uh, a team in their own building, and the crowd is chanting for you to beat L.A., which is fun. Wow. Um, those are some great chants. There's some great – Boston's people get mad about Boston sports fans or Boston sports fans suck, but they're actually, like, some of the smartest and, I think, classiest fans. Like uh, – Roger Clemens in the middle of a fucking playoff game or at a pennant race. Like, he was with the Yankees now and it had been a traitor or whatever, the whole thing. I mean, we hated him for leaving and all that shit yeah. and uh, the thing with Manny. And then he, they took him out of the game. He got a fucking standing O, like a three-minute standing O. Because they eventually, like, It was like, all right, that's like, a, you're a worthy adversary. You're our fucking guy, and it's your last game ever. And then I think he came back again after that and kind of ruined that moment. He, like, went and played with the Astros, and you're like, all right, now you, you fucking blew it for us. But um, Oh, yeah, I went to play for the Astros. Like, Pettit, right? Another Wait, great it? Yeah. Another great moment was I mean before my time obviously but like Bob Cousy's retiring he's giving his big speech he gets choked up he can't even talk and it's like a, like 10 seconds of silence and then the guy from like the upper deck is like we love you Coos and it's like this beautiful moment in the crowd's like ah wow. great great sports town and uh, just the best It really is they really town. do support their 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 team no matter what they ride or die by those teams. Yeah, it's the best. And the Bruins and won a title in a while? Yeah, they won in uh, 2011. It was oh, wow. fucking great. Yeah. beat Vancouver. They played the most games ever in a, in a Stanley Cup. Yeah, they had three seven-game series. Oh, I remember that. I think it was in 
Vancouver for that, and there was another one. It's like there was a riot. We, yeah, we, we heard rumbling, and we're like, "What is that?" It was just from the hotel we were in. People were watching it, going nuts. Yeah, it was great. Game seven in the Eastern Conference Final against the Lightning, they played a penalty-free game. There was not one penalty in Game Seven of the Eastern Conference Final. Fun fact: both teams. Yeah, in the whole game, and uh, yeah, that was great. I mean, it was fucking awesome. Of all of this time, I mean, I'm a big Bruins fan. Hockey's like my favorite sport, I guess. I mean, whatever sport I'm watching is my favorite, but. Um, I love hockey and I love the Bruins, but of all this sports run, of all these championships, like 04 Red Sox was amazing. All the Patriots have been unbelievable. But one of the great ones was the year the Bruins didn't even win, 2013. They were down 4-1 to one in Game 7 against the Maple Leafs with nine and a half minutes left, and they, they fucking won they in overtime. Did they that series, too? Uh, I don't know if they were down in that series. Maybe. I'm not, not big. Against the Toronto Maple Leafs, because I remember that, because everyone in Toronto, Toronto, the Maple Leafs suck. They're one of the worst... Sports franchises. Oh shit! This guy's fucking running around me that way. That was crazy. That we just came crazy. absurdly close to dying. Yeah. What um, the fuck. I think he has like no lights on or no rear lights. He has no rear lights. He's on. driving probably 100 miles an hour too. Yeah, I'm going 73, 72. Um, I'm trying to get out of this lane. But anyways, yeah, they played the Maple Leafs, and uh, but the, in the game they were down four to one in Game Seven. They were at home in Boston, and there was like nine and a half minutes left. And then they were down. They scored a goal with like nine and a half left to make it 4-2. Then they were down two with like a minute and a half left and scored twice to tie it and then won in overtime. That was like I had just gotten sober. I was like four months sober, five months sober. And it was like I got like back, really back hard into the Bruins. I was like, I'll just watch every fucking Bruins game. Yeah. And um, every minute of every game. And that was like, that was one of the fucking sports highlights. But it's been insane. It's been insane. I mean, we've won... The Patri- Possibly six Super Bowls now. The, yeah. the time you're listening to this, this is five days before the Super Bowl. They're gonna win. It sucks. Um, the the that that uh, you ever read the Bill Simmons article about the first run they had as a wild card team, the Patriots, and to win the the World Series, one. The, the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, that article it made me cry. I would use it in acting class when I had to go back to prepare. I would use that to start crying so I could come into a scene already with tears in my eyes. Wow. Yeah, Bob Boshak would go into the elevator and just uh, flick his nuts. <laughs> you know, everyone has their methods, but that's hilarious. Um, that's not acting. <laughs> it's not acting. It's like <laughs> that's just being yourself. injured. You just had someone hurt you yourself. Uh, <laughs> uh, but that was that run was great. And that article was great. Okay, let's talk about this. Let's talk about Boston um, drinking culture. All right. I mean, I feel like we barely touched on sports, but oh, okay, right, keep going. Sorry, keep going. I mean, it's it's great. I mean, I don't know what else to say, but it's been fucking ridiculous, unbelievable. But people forgot. Let me say this with the Patriots, real quick. They got blown out by Chicago. I remember that was one of my earliest memories of Super Bowl. They got blown out in '85. But when I was a kid, I mean, even that, like, I was in bed, you know, two minutes into that Super Bowl, I was fucking five or, or four. Oh. So, uh, but the Patriots, when I was a kid, they were one in fifteen. I remember the one in fifteen season. There was like Irving Fryer, Scott Misson Sisson, and um, I remember the Cowboys one in fifteen season. They were one in fifteen, and they the games would get blacked out. We would listen to the Patriots games on the radio. They weren't, they weren't selling because they weren't selling out. And I remember always listening on the radio. And I, I've told this story on different podcasts, but like the like realest, sweetest moment I've had with my dad ever was like we would watch Monday Night Football, and I was like, "How come the Patriots are never on?" And he was like. Son, Monday Night Football is sort of like for the good teams. And I remember being like, <laughs> and I was like fucking crying. Because I was like, oh, I want to see. And I remember the first time it was after they went to the Super Bowl in 96. This is probably like fact-checked, I guess. Hopefully I'm not wrong. But I think like the year after they finally went to the Super Bowl, so they're like, all right, you can play Monday Night Football. So like 97, I was 15, being like, this is crazy. They're on Monday Night Football. 
and now every fucking game is in prime time. Yeah, that was a cool thing about being a Cowboys fan is like they were constantly on Monday Night Football. Yeah, um, show more than anybody. Notre Dame maybe gets more fucking. Air well, time. they have an NBC deal, so yeah. every one of their games is broadcast. But, anyways, uh, the drinking culture is—it's uh, wild. It's a it's drinking nuts. town. It's nuts. But here's the thing: it is nuts. But like, also, everyone drinks. Your wedding was a shit show. Oh yeah, I mean, my family is hard drinking. It's a hard drinking area. But most, not most. I mean, it's more so than most. But like, everywhere in America is hard drinking. Like Minnesota and Wisconsin are always battling. Oh, we're the drunkest state. Like Wisconsin is like a hardcore drinking state. Yeah, that's true, true. I mean, the South, you know, you have like Texas. Hey, we drink beer. We nah, go big. Texas we go home. Doesn't go as big as Boston. Nowhere no, in Texas probably not. Goes as big as Boston. Well, not yeah. on drinking. On food, yeah, but not on drinking. But Chicago, maybe. I mean, it's very Irish. Chicago I mean, people Irish drink Irish hard. Drink for drinking. sure, Chicago people drink hard. And like, you have like Florida and like all that play. Like, fucking nope, yeah. Nope, nope. They're pills. Boston is booze. It's a big boozy town. I mean, there's plenty of pills. That's and a beer epidemic, specifically. But, yeah, it's a big, for sure. It's a big beer hard drinking town i mean you have a lot of irish and it's angry and then like people feel like and this is i had this too like people feel like they have to live up to that thing of like well that's oh, who really? we are really? we're the yeah, we're the sense. fucking drunk town with like a drink swelling and then when people come visit they're like yeah i'm in boston i gotta get drunk yeah and it's like you know sam adams and uh uh-huh. founding, founding fathers and all this shit Is founding fathers of beer it's also uh a great drinking town. There's all great taverns. It's like a, there's a tar- tavern society. It's a very Irish sort of. Uh, yeah, what were you saying feeling. about Irish bars? Oh, I went to Dublin and I was like stricken, struck, struck. by how much we've nailed Irish pubs in America, but like more so in like New York and New England, Boston and stuff. Like you go to Dublin, like you walk in, like these authentic Irish pubs are very similar to the Irish pubs in New England, in Boston. Because they're started by fucking Irish people that moved here. And we're like, let's make it like the bar there. Yeah. Um, like, you go to, like, McSorley's in New York. That is as essentially Irish bar as any bar in Dublin, as far as I can tell. Really? I That's feel like. Cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I think it's fucking awesome. I was only in Dublin for two nights, so. And I was in, like, I don't know. where What's, what's the touristy part of Dublin called? Uh, I forget. Dublin? No. I don't know. But, like, yeah, that part was, like, I don't know. These people aren't from... These people aren't from Ireland. Right. Um, I just went hiking, mostly. But, yeah, that's pretty cool. They fucking nail it. Yeah, and they're yeah, they're amazing. There's a lot of... I mean, some of the bars, I think, are gone. Like, the... the it was a, the Littlest Bar, I think it was called, in uh, in Boston. was great. It was, like, three stools, and that was, like, a classic old bar, but it's gone now. But, like, if you walk over by, like, Union Oyster House, uh, like, the Green Dragon, there's a few bars over there. That God, it's been so long since I've drank there. I forget a bunch of the names. Green Dragon's one of them. Um, boy, I'm mad at myself for not being able to remember these bars. Um, Is that just pollution coming out of that? I think so. I don't know. I never really know. I think so. It's just like smoke from stacks, but it's like stuff is in there, right? It's so thick. Yeah, there's no way it's good. I wouldn't breathe it in. But uh, yeah, it's a fucking it's a it's a fucking drunk town, dude. Yeah, yeah, for sure it is. It's it's great. Like here's some fun facts. Like you can't have it's illegal. I mean, this might have changed since I quit drinking, but you can't have drink specials in Boston. It's illegal to have drink specials. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like they don't have uh, now. They I guess they might have <laughs> happy hours and stuff because it's like it's too wild. Like like this city's uh, too crazy. Like I remember uh, my buddy. We went to this bar, Bogarts in East Bridgewater. Me and my friend Derek and. Um, 
We just ordered a pitcher. Like he's like, let me just get because he's used to drinking in like Manhattan. He was like in New York. Was all kinds of crazy drink deals and shit. He's like, oh, let's get a pitcher. I'll just save my. I'll just It'll drink cheaper, out of a pitcher. Yeah. yeah. And he was just sipping out of it. It was his first drink. He was just drinking out of a pitcher, and he got physically thrown out of the bar. Like, get out of here, you fucking knucklehead. And he threw it. He's like, I'm not even drunk. He's like, I had one sip of beer. I was just trying to drink efficiently. Drinking but straight like, from a pitcher? Yes. Not even pouring into a glass? No. He was just fucking like, ah, drink it. Was, I mean, man, that's gross and classless. Oh, it's hilarious and fun. Um, but, uh, and he got thrown out in New York? Yeah. But, like, you can't, like, in Boston, you can't just get a bucket of beer. I remember I was in Indianapolis going to a Colts game and I was at a bar by myself and I was like can I just get a bucket for myself and the guy's like if you can drink a bucket of beer and I was <laughs> like, like yeah I it's five beers it. of course and he's like why he was like why wouldn't you be able to get it? I was like oh you can't do this in Massachusetts he's like why it was like a, we were both blown away by the other I'm like you're just gonna give me five beers at once and he's like wait why wouldn't I give you five beers at once <laughs> and I'm like because I could go crazy and he's like what and I was like what <laughs> Um, but that might have changed now. But How much like, do you drink at your height? Um, a lot. I don't know. Like, I would have a night where I would have... What was an average day? What was a heavy day? Like, I remember going, like, to st- I'd have, like, a spot at Stand Up New York, and I would have, like, two shots and three beers, and I would be like, I didn't drink last night. That's how I would Whoa. drink. I'd be like, oh, wow. I didn't even drink last night. And then I I'm like, throw up on that. And I'm like, oh, wait, no, I had two shots and, like, four beers. Where you're like, oh, yeah, but, like, that's not really drinking... Because I would drink that in like an hour, an hour and a half. You know, like a shot and a beer to me was like, that's like, let's, we're getting it started. Yeah. Drinking was like, we're going to have fucking, I would drink Captain and Coke sometimes and drink like, you know, 15 or 20 of them in a night. I remember I had like, like my heart was raised. I had like a crazy arrhythmia type of thing. Like my heart was always beating all crazy. And I went to the doctor and he's like, do you do cocaine? And I was like, no. And he's like, do you do steroids? And I was like, what? And then he was like, do you drink? And I was like, yeah. And then he was like, what do you drink? And I was like, Captain and Coke. And he's like, how many would you drink? And I'm like, I don't know, 10, 15. And he's like, what? He's like, that's it. <laughs> he's like, the Coke alone. He's like, you're drinking a gallon of Coke. And I was like, oh, right. That makes sense. But, uh, yeah, we would go hard. I remember would my, you go my, with soda? I drank with soda hard, yeah, when I first met him. That's how we bonded. We used to drink hardcore when I first moved there. Yeah. Would you drink with Nate? Nate and I drank a few times. But Nate was always like, yeah, we got, I mean, my craziest story was with Nate. Was shit in the girl's shoe. I was hanging oh, out with yeah, Nate yeah, all night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but Nate, a lot of times, was driving and stuff. So it'd be like a night where Nate's like, "I'm taking the train." That always meant like, "Oh boy, <laughs> this is gonna get crazy." Yeah, I fell through a table one time on Nate's birthday at his birthday party at Doc Holidays in the East Village, right by I you, live right by there. Yeah, I lost I like my that place. Doc I Holidays. lost my coat. I fell through a table. It was we got crazy. Big Buck Hunter. Yes, we were playing Hunter. that, and I left my coat on the thing, and then I fucking firelied a table. It was insane. <laughs> I just fell right through it. Yeah. Is that when Soder called your girlfriend? Yes. What yes. Happened? Soder called my girlfriend at the time or texted her, or maybe called her, and was like, listen, Joe's too drunk to come home. He's too drunk to get on the phone. She was like, I want to talk to him. And he was like, he's too drunk to talk. And so, like, I'm like, dude, this is exactly how you convince someone that I'm cheating on them. <laughs> this only sounds like I'm fucking somebody. He's like, he can't come to the phone and he's not coming home, but don't worry, he loves you. I'm like, and <laughs> then I was like, call? what? I was like, I'm going home. And he's like, you're fucking hammered. You just fell through a table. You lost your coat. And I'm like, yeah, but I know yeah, my address. Yeah, but I can get in a cab. I'm going to get in a home. cab and tell him my address. Like, I can key into a door. <laughs> I'm retarded. I'm not retarded. Um, so I was like, fuck you. I got mad at him. I used to get, you know, angry at everybody. Would you fight a lot? I never fist fought because I knew I couldn't fight. Like, I didn't get too drunk to, to know reality. I couldn't. Yeah, like. 
but I would get angry and I'd talk like I fight. I'd be like, oh, that guy's lucky I didn't fuck him up, dude. And like, oh, don't worry. I'm from Boston. You don't want to know me when I fucking fuck. And then you get sober and then people are like, yeah, you're like a tough. I'm like, no, I don't know what I'm talking about. I was just trying to sound like a person. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would, uh, yeah, we drank hard. I was wild. Like, we used to always, me and my buddy, I we used to always be like, we're like pirates. We drank like pirates. What do you mean? We'd have rum and you're drinking out of a bottle <laughs> and like we're fucking like, I'm ah! such a college drunk drink. Yeah, that's all I ever drank. Rum, rum I, and cokes. Oh, I, that's all I drank. Uh, that's not all I drank, but I drank, that was my favorite rum drink. Rum and coke ensures you're going to get a hangover. That's, I would always drink Captain and Cokes. My whole family, I was Cap, we're a Captain and Coke family. Really? Yeah, yeah. Jesus. You ever drink peppermint schnapps and Sprite? No, I Amazing. drink schnapps, but if never. You if you don't want people to know you are uh, drinking peppermint schnapps and Sprite. Yeah. Um, Fresh breath. I used to do a joke about that when I first started doing comedy, about how people were always like, drink some schnapps, you'll smell fresh. But I'm like, yeah, but I'm getting drunker to smell. Like, I don't smell <laughs> drunk, but I'm hammered now. Being drunk. Um, but yeah, Captain Coke, Jaeger bombs. I loved Jaeger bombs. I would drink oh, a lot I drink of Jaeger. In college, you you continue to drink the way I did in college and stopped. Well, I was in my twenties, and then I didn't uh, go to point, college, point, so I didn't point, have those like yeah. college years. Yeah, good point. Um, but I also wanted to get fucked up. And the Jaeger bomb was like fun, and you get like a jolt, you know. How old were you when you got sober? Thirty-one or thirty and a half, I guess. Yeah, I was like four months before my thirty-first birthday. And I started kind of late. I didn't start till I was 19. So I only drank for like 11 years, but I drank hard, heavy for like 11 years, a third of my life. I was all, I got to a point where I was always either hungover, drinking, or drunk. Almost 100% of the time. Like the nights I would take off is because I was like too hungover. I was like, oh, I got to take a night off. So I was hungover, drunk, or fucking just cloudy. I would always feel cloudy. Like when I would move my head, I don't know if you've ever had this feeling when you're tired or hungover, where like you'd move your eyes or your head and it felt like everything took a second to catch up. Like I didn't <laughs> yeah. focus for like a second. Yeah. I was like, whoa. What a weird feeling that is. I had it all the time. And like now it's like I forgot about that feeling. Wow. Every once in a while if I don't sleep, you know what I mean? Like Enough. if you're traveling, yeah, you're like, oh, this feels similar to a hangover. But it's like not knowing that I'll never be hungover again is fucking Do you remember glorious. not having hangovers and then getting a hangover and you're like what the fuck is this what they were always talking about yeah that was part of my wanting to quit is like once you hit like 28, 29, 30 yeah like I used to drink like a fucking maniac and then play hoop the next day yeah you're like woo <laughs> like when you're 23 yeah like oh, I'm gonna go play some basketball I'll go for a run and then you're like 28, 29, 30 you're like oh I have to take two days off from living <laughs> I have to just sleep under my bed for a day Oh, that's great. But yeah, everyone in my family drinks and like, uh, you know, it's about, but it's also like Everybody a lot of cops drink. and firefight. I guess it's like the same amount, but like it feels like a high percentage of like cops and firemen in Boston. And It does feel like more, right? Yeah. And they like every third hard. person is a cop or a firefighter. Well, my family has a lot of firefighters and stuff and we hang out. So there's a lot of, uh, a lot of that, I guess. I don't know. It's just part of the cult. Like my family's always been a hard drinking we drink together family my grandfather when he died this is one of my favorite stories about my family and drinking when my grandfather died we were at the funeral home or whatever like waiting for the funeral or whatever it was like the viewing or awake maybe it was the yeah. wake i guess it must have been the wake or maybe it was the funeral i think it was the irish funeral. wakes are supposed to be huge yeah i think it was the funeral we were like waiting we were just there and before it started and there was like a little basement room and the proprietor of the place came down and they saw like a few of us drinking beers and they're like, oh, you can't drink on the premise. You have to get rid of those. And we were like, what? And then 
they turned the corner, like they kind of poked into the room, and we literally had two full cooler, like a full bar. There was like 25 of us drinking Captain Cokes, gin and tonics, beer, and it was like, they just like looked at us like, oh, this is beyond anything we can, they just didn't say, they were like, oh, okay, shit. Like, we looked at them, they looked at it, it was like a weird face-off. I literally, I'm not, I'm not exaggerating, there's no, like, joke. Like, it's like, well, we, it wasn't just one. Yeah, like, she, had a whole, she a saw table. two people with Bud Lights, and then I was like, oh, you have to get rid of those, you cannot have alcohol here, and then turn the corner, and there was, like, 12 people with every variety of alcohol. Like, we were doing literally shots. I'm not even joking, we were drinking Captain Cokes, and had two full coolers open, wow. and we're like, sorry, this is what's happening. Like, we're not... What that's the thing with the funeral, too, is like, what are you going to do, kick us out? Like, our... Our dad is dead upstairs. Like, what are you going to do? Throw us all out? Fuck you. <laughs> I love that when you know. You just call their bluff. Like, beat it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, sorry. Um, um, did you drink at home? What do you mean? Would you drink, like, before you went out? Would you pregame? Like, do shots at home? Oh, yeah, of course. Well, I was also broke, so you'd right, drink right, right. anywhere in any way. I love bringing flasks to stuff. I remember me and it's my buddy best. Ira and Alvin and Dan Bulger, all great comics, who you met all at my wedding, and... Uh, Iris sober now as well and so is Bulger actually um, but we all went out one night in New York and we were we were drinking at the house and we walked to the train and like the sun was setting and we fucking drank all night and then we, I remember we were all coming home the sun was coming up yeah. and I remember having this observation and laughing of like we drank every minute of the night a hundred percent of nightfall we were drinking we left at sundown and we're coming home at sunup there wasn't a moment of the nighttime. That we weren't all drinking, uh, because if you, I was just able. You could pace. We would drink for like twelve hours. My family was like that in Maine. We we're still like that. We would drink. It would be like, oh, it's eleven. Let's start drinking noon. And you would just drink a hundred percent of the day. It was like a ten-hour drinking session. Canner still comes up to my with my family to Maine or at Christmas. We do it all day. Guys? Yeah, we drink all day. It's pretty cool. To it was a great family. Two great family moments. My mother moments, which are hilarious. I mean, my mother's not like an alcoholic, but she likes to drink. But there was two moments where I was like, one night I woke up, Canner was at the house, and it was like the morning, I was like, hey, it, I think I'm about time for a drink. My mother was cooking, and she literally leaned back to look at the microwave, it was, oh yeah, shit, it's almost noon, fuck, alright, uh, and then like put the spatula down, and like cracked open drink, like, because she looked like it was a schedule, that, yeah, she was like, oh, jeez, I didn't oh, even, I almost missed it. Yeah, yeah, like, oh man, it's time, you're right, <laughs> Shit, fuck. I forgot. It was like, one of the funniest things ever, so we couldn't stop laughing, and then another time, I think it was my buddy Matt Lever stayed over. We've had, I mean, it was like a house for wayward comics would always be there. I mean, we've had, I think we've had, my parents were counting yeah, at my parents, wedding. Your parents are pretty cool. Super cool. And they were counting like, oh my God, like 40 people here have stayed at our house. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. I mean, it's like, there's so many comics have slept at that house. It's crazy. But um, there was another moment where Matt Lever, my buddy Matt, he comes out from like sleeping in the living room or whatever, and like one eye open. And my mother's doing the dishes, and, like, there's a pile of, like, drying dishes on the counter. And the fucking, what do you call it? The beer funnel is in with the clean dishes. <laughs> it's just, like, you know, spatula, strainer, t- three bowls, two forks, and a fucking, the, uh, what it's do you hat. call it? No, what do you call that thing? Okay. What, what did I say? I just said it. Beer the funnel. funnel. Yeah, yeah. The big fucking plastic hose with the funnel on the end of it. We would funnel beers. Wow. And it was just you in with the dishes. Your family? Yes. Gee... Zus. My buddy Mike Whitman had a great line one time. My uncle Doug was Let's going get to the Iraq. Beer funnel, everybody. <laughs> my uncle Doug was going to Iraq, and we had a going away party for him, and we were all shotgunning beers. And my uncle and Mike Whitman just goes, eh, "Just like my family." <laughs> it's really funny. He's from like a church-going family in Western Mass, and like, just like everybody—parents, uncles, granddad—we're all 
fucking keying holes in the bottom of beer and just shotgunning beers. <laughs> He's like, oh, this is fun. This is what my family does, too. But it, again, like everything when you're growing up just seems normal. You're like, oh, that, that, that's what people Yeah, it did. does. It seems like that is just the way things are. We'd make roads so like you'd have a to-go coffee cup and make Captain and Cokes and drive over to your uncle's house and wow, drink on the drive over there. Experience at all? Well, you're a dumb heeb. I eventually got to college and we made pina colada rums from Seven Eleven, Slurpee pina coladas. Hello. Those are pretty fun. Yeah. Well, you're gay. Yeah, that's well, fine. A lot of people were gay. Um, all right. Well, I think we recovered it. Yeah, we fucking covered it, baby. We recovered. <laughs> I don't get it. That was like a sobriety. Oh, recovered. Thing. Right, recovered right, 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 right. Okay, got, got, yeah, Do your accent a couple more times to really upset everybody. I don't think they're upsetting it. I think they're enjoying it. I think they realize that when a master impressionist tackles a, tackles an impression and does it so well. This reminds me of a story uh, where a um, We're out of time. A um, a guy came to a local uh, performer came to a town and said I can do any impression and and they said uh, and this is like you. And, uh, and they said, okay, do something. And he was like, do a pig. And he was like, wank, 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 wank. And he would do a pig. And they were like, that's great. That's amazing. And a farmer was like, that's not good. And they're like, oh, really? You're so good. Why don't you do it? And it's a cold day. And he goes, okay, I'll do it tomorrow. And they're like, yeah, do it tomorrow. The guy came back tomorrow, and the, and the performer was entertaining them again. And he's like, do a, do a rabbit. He's like, meh, 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 meh. And he's doing it. And they do the pig again. He's like, wank, wank, wank. And he was definitely like, we love it. And then they were like, now you farmer, oh, you're here. You do the pig. And he gets up there, and he's like, Wah, 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 wah. And the people are like, that sucks. You don't know how a pig sounds. And then from inside his jacket, he pulled out a pig who was making the noise. And he was like, you phonies, this is what an actual pig sounds like. I don't think these, I think these people who are listening understand that I'm the one who has the actual pig. Yeah, they know you're a pig, all right, because your nose is like a pig's nose. You sure a pig nose. Fucking pig nose. Yeah, we're heading back to New York. Is that what y'all? Is that what you're doing? Yeah, y'all. Heading back to New York. We're always saying we're always saying y'all down there. Uh, uh, can I do a plug? Do I plug things? Absolutely. All right, I'm going to be at Moon Tower. I'll be at Moon Tower with Mark Norman. We're going to do a live Tuesdays with stories, but then all the other shit that I was going to be at Moon Tower, but I'll be in fucking uh, Australia. Yeah, we'd love to have you as a guest, but you won't be there. Doing a live Tuesdays with stories. Uh, we're going to do a live Tuesdays with Stories, which is exciting. When's Moon Tower? April. April, okay. whatever it is. Third week of April, I think. And I have another fun gig in April, too, that I can't fucking think of what it is. Well, oh, I'm in uh, Tacoma. Tacoma Comedy Club, the end of the month. Tacoma, Washington. Yes, Great. Tacoma, Washington. And uh, I'm in the Saturday. I'm doing the other club that they have that's out. Spokane. I'm doing Spokane. I want to do that Spokane room. I heard it's great. I heard Spokane is at one of those come-up cities. Yeah. So I'll it's be there. Like getting really cool, and you can like. It's like my agent was like, "Why don't you want to do a, like a theater there?" I was like, "No, I want to do a week there." I heard it's like cool. Yeah, so I'll be there. I'll be there the Saturday night, Spokane, and then uh, Thursday, Friday in Tacoma, which is a great club. Come out to that, and then Ann Arbor Comedy wait, Showcase. Wait, wait, wait. What are they supposed to do? Come out to that? Yes, come oh, out to that. Okay. Ann Arbor Comedy Showcase, April fifth, sixth, and seventh. That's one of the best clubs in the fucking country. April fifth, sixth, seventh. And Go is that, blue. Is that something they're also supposed to come out to? They should come out to it. Come out to that. Okay. Uh, they should come out of their house and go to the club. And then I have a podcast called Tuesdays with Stories. Yeah, and right now, if you want to get a taste of what Joe List is not... Are you going to be doing that material that you did in the half hour or no? Um, some of it, maybe, but hopefully not much of it. But some of it. So get a taste by going to the stand-ups right now on Netflix, stand-up season two. Watching him. Other comics. There's other comics on there. Tune into Tuesdays with Stories and all those clubs. 
Yeah. Thank you. I love yeah. you. I You're appreciate welcome. it. You're welcome. I think this fucking half hour is going to be big for you. I hope so. Yeah. Not too big, though. I don't want to be famous. No, nobody wants to be famous. It's horrible. No, everyone wants to be famous. No, Tons idiots. of people want to be famous. They just don't understand they don't that understand. it's toxic. They, they think they sh- want to be famous, but they don't want what it comes with. Right. They just like the idea of it. It's been pushed. But I would love for you to write to me and say, that was enjoyable. Thank you. Sorry about Ari's dumb accent. Yeah, you can't write to me because I'm not on Twitter because of fucking drunk fat Bert stealing my records. But uh, yeah, write to Joe. Joe List Comedy on Twitter. At Joe List Comedy and on Instagram, he's always taking pictures of scenery. Instagram's my favorite. Follow what are you, what are you there? Joe List Comedy. Joe List Comedy. Comedy. It's Comedy my favorite well. social medium. Uh, social medium. Uh, that's it. Thanks, you guys, for tuning in. Tell some friends about the podcast. Are you ready to stop it? Yeah, I'm ready to stop it. Do you it. remember which one the stop is this time? Oh, no. It's, 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 on the lef- it's on the level. It's not faded. It's on the level of the record, but it's two, right two to the left. Top here, yeah. I've had dreams of I think I figured the, out the reason that you don't fill up on fine salamis and cheeses. And that reason starts with a D. I think some of you are guessing it. It's diarrhea. Diarrhea is the reason. I have it. Don't worry. I'm not going to keep it. I'm going to pass it on to my toilet. Uh, you know, I never really kept diarrhea much. I don't know how you guys get it. I always get it, shit, and then it's gone. Like, I've got some diarrhea in me, followed by, like, deeper up the rectum, real shit. So once I clear out the diarrhea, the only thing left is real shit. But some people feel like, I feel like they have diarrhea, like, all day. I mean, I've gotten that in Southeast Asia, but that's like, I mean, come on, different scenarios. Uh, That's the episode, everybody. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I mean, I'm going to say it again. Joe List special. Stand-ups, season two. He's the first comic. In addition to him, you got uh, Rachel Feinstein, Jeannie Ashere, uh, Pernan Ancharla, Brent Morin, and Kyle Kinane, who's always fucking great as Kyle Kinane. I mean, he is the, he is the um, f- comedy festival killer. No matter who's doing bad at a festival, Kinane's always ready to fucking crush. So I got to assume his is going to be fucking great, too. They'll both be better than goddamn Jerry Seinfeld and that old guard. Um, and by the way, I'm fully aware I am now middle guard and at some point I'll be old guard. And if I don't keep my fucking, my gloves up, I'll get knocked out by this fucking, the new young guard, whoever it is, the people that are three or four years in, you guys are coming to take my reins. I get it. You got to stay on point or they'll come after you. You can't do fucking bullshit. You can't do a fucking best of album. I mean, unless it's like a, you know, six months after, you can't, you can't, you can't, not for in 15 years. 
Anyway, um, that's the episode. Don't forget to get tickets. Perth, April 13th and 14th. Melbourne, April 17th through 21st at the Comics Lounge. Um, and then and then also uh, I will be doing storytelling shows at 11.45 p.m. at the European Beer Cafe in Melbourne on April 20th and 21st. 20th will be, yeah, well, let's just do weed stories, obviously. We got to. Or you could, it could just be a fun... Nah, we got to do weed stories. I mean, maybe we'll make it drug stories. Maybe we'll make it drug stories. But, I mean, I got, I mean I'm not for sure because it depends who's available and who has weed stories. But, I mean, 420. I mean, who am I fooling? It's going to have to be that. Maybe, and I'll, I'll leave room for extenuating circumstances, but it's going to have to be that, I, I assume. Um, Adelaide, April 26th. Melbourne, 28th, 29th, and Brisbogan, May 1st, and then I'm going to have some fun for a while. I'm probably going to check out for a bit. A few weeks, and maybe I just got to be home. If I do that May 1st, I just got to be home by June 1st for DC Improv. So I could go to, I've decided not to do shows in Singapore or Tokyo, because I don't want to be bound by anything. If the weather's nice in New Zealand, I'll go to Zealand. If the weather's nice in Japan, I'll go there. Maybe go back to East Timor, go see some fucking cockfights in Dilly. God, there's too many places, you guys. There's too many goddamn places. Oh, it's so frustrating. I mean, you just get stricken. You know who I saw today? Rolf Potts. He's in New York from Vagabonding. The main Vagabonder. We did his podcast. Um which will be out next week, I guess. He has got a podcast called Deviant. No, something with roads. Deviant roads. No, deviate, deviate with Rolf Potts. By the way, did not look that up. Um, so don't forget to look at Joe List's special, uh, the standups season two. Right now is available. Right now, just mark it. As uh, if you're not going to watch it right now, all you got to do is watch his. First of all, you can keep watching, right? You know, to support as much comedy as you can. And then you'll see how fucking great he is. But, like, at le- if you're not going to watch it now, at least mark it for watch later. At least do that. Do me a favor. And then when you do watch it, seriously, tweet at Joe um, or Instagram. A uh, little short. If you liked a, a bit or a joke of his, why don't you Instagram that video? You know, take a video of the screen and fucking throw it up. Tag him. Tag me too if you want. Nah, don't tag me. Um, and just tell him what your favorite joke was, what you liked the best. Let him know. It's 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 nice. It's his victory lap right now. When Colin puts out a special, it's, it's like we're like, what are you gonna do? We're making fun of him. Like you're just gonna be on Twitter all day long. Because I'm hoping not to, but yeah, I'm gonna be. Yeah, why not? Find out the fucking how much everybody loved your your great fucking work that you've done for so long. Um. Well, that diarrhea has got to come out soon. His farts were awful too. Uh, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, let's uh, let's 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 finish this. It was a good episode, good driving episode. Let's. Oh, guys, can you hear that? Oh, I wish you could. Ooh, we get an hour and a half for these shows. Eleven forty-five to one fifteen a.m. Friday and Saturday. Please don't be too drunk for those. Just be high, please. Storytelling show it requires your attention. Um, that's it 
for Joe List, who's going to be in Tampa and uh, where else? Dr. Grins. No. Ann Arbor Comedy Showcase, Tacoma, Washington, and Tampa coming up. Um, I'm Ari Shafir. For oh man, I messed this up. For episode for Ari Shafir's Captain Tank. Yeah, I messed that one up. For Ari Shafir, wait. For Joe List, no. I got it. For Joe List, this is Ari Shafir's Skeptic Tank, episode 319. No. I know. This has been Ari Shafir's Skeptic Tank, episode 319. Boston Tea Farty. For Joe List, I'm Ari Shafir saying goodbye. Well, let me tell you of the story of a man named Charlie on a tragic and fateful day. He put 10 cents in his pocket Just his wife and family Went to ride on the MTA Well, did he ever return? No, he never returned And his fate is still unlearned He may ride forever Neath the streets of Boston He's the man who never returned Charlie handed in his dime At the Kendall Square station And he changed for Jamaica Plain When he got there, the conductor One more nickel, Charlie couldn't get off of that train But did he ever return? No, he never returned And his fate is still unlearned He may ride forever neath the streets of Boston He's the man who never returned Now all night long, Charlie rides through the station Crying, what will become of me? How can I afford to see my sister in Chelsea or my cousin in Roxbury? But did he ever return? No, he never returned. And his fate is still unlearned. He may ride forever neath the streets of Boston. He's a man who never returned. Charlie's wife goes down to the Scully Square station every day at quarter past two. And through the open window she hands Charlie a sandwich as the train comes rumbling through. But did he ever return? No, he never returned. And his fate is still unlearned. He may ride forever neath the streets of Boston. He's the man who never returned. Citizens of Boston, don't you think it's a scandal how the people have to pay and pay? Fight the fair increase, vote for George O'Brien, get for Charlie off the MTA. Or else he'll never return, no, he'll never return, and his fate is still unlearned. He may ride forever beneath the streets of Boston, he's the man who never returns. He's the man who never returns. He's a man who never returned. Hey, to Charlie.
The pro is here to lead the way, to save the day. Wicked little critter! He clips the puck from Bobby Orr. He shoots, he scores. Wicked little critter! As he proceeds to torch the place. As he proceeds to scorch the place. As he proceeds to torch the place. Scorcher, torture, scorcher. He's a wicked little critter with a sissy bar, and he lays a patch on the tar. He's a wicked little critter with a sissy bar, and he lays a patch on the tar. And he pops a wheelie on his mini bike, and he burns rubber and he peels out. He's a wicked little critter with a sissy bar, and he lays a patch on the tar. And he clips the ball from Havlicek, and Havlicek is used and abused. He's a wicked little critter with a sissy bar, and he lays a patch on the tar. He decides to ditch and he ditches, and nobody knows where he ditched. He's a wicked little critter with a sissy bar, and he lays a patch on the tar. It's a wicked little guy. Wicked this little guy. Wicked scotch a little critter. He's a wicked little guy. Wicked little critter! He's a dink. Way to go. I like him. I got problems. <laughs>